0: Good evening, everyone. Hello. What a rush.
1: That is fucking wonderful, mate. I was just saying on the pre-recording, your missus has done such a fantastic job. That looks
0: incredible. Yeah, it's just one part of the best tag team in the world, let the side down. whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. You must be. Echoing the real religion and doom. Hey? echoing the real Legion of Doom
1: <laughs> well yeah that's true yeah Ork was a bit of a liability wasn't he <laughs> uh, you messaged me say shall we do this and I said mate I don't know if I can afford to go out and get face paints at the moment I'm out of work again I go on holiday tomorrow I probably can't even afford to feed my kids so obviously I'm exaggerating but yeah you know, whatever and that was how we left it next thing I know for the first time in like ever I'm first in the studio I even messaged you to say is everyone alright mate where are you then you come on, the, your camera's off, and I just hear a voice that goes, you're a fucking prick. <laughs> 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 and then you come up, and I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. But it does, it looks it, it looks glorious, mate. It looks really good.
0: Yep. Yeah, props to Mrs. Mags. She's just spent the last hour painting Why? it.
1: Yeah. Why? Well, in that case, I apologize completely to Mrs. Mags that I am not painted up. But at the same time... I did say that I wasn't going to do
0: this, so... (laughs) You're you're the hawk going through his pissed-up era where he he fucked up in the matches and climbed a tantrum. He even
1: grew those bits of his hair back, didn't he, when that happened?
0: It did, yeah.
1: Yeah. See, you look (laughs) badass, mate. Honestly, I can ask really good. I can ask really, really good. Well,
0: some of us have to make an effort for the 100th episode.
1: I made an effort. Cheeky
0: bastard. I, I, mean, watched that, your oh, hair. I
1: watched that. I watched that freaking awful evening game shit that you put forward. That was a big enough effort
0: <laughs> compared to that. I didn't fucking realize that match was forty minutes long that you mm. put forward. I was fuming.
1: Yes, it was. Oh, I think we're gonna have some different differing differing opinions when it comes to our wrestling. I can't concert. afford
0: some face paint. Maybe next time ask the wife because she has loads of face paint. pin. Anyway. Okay. You're a tosser, sir.
1: Well, perhaps you could just come up here You're and paint me that whilst I'm live, just as I'm talking. What do you reckon, Sha? Let us know in the chat, yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing if you did. Uh, this is Chain Wrestling Live 100. Thank you so much to Dan Griffin and Mr. Matt Lewis earlier on today for their coverage of Liverpool Chelsea. Uh, brilliant stuff, as always. Brilliant stuff for that first that live episode with Connor as well so so happy having the volley along on sjp world media Mm -hmm. here's to many many more shows of theirs Uh, and it's just bloody lovely having
0: football back magazine it It is yeah well for some of us Uh, we
1: aren't played yet yet,
0: (laughs) Not, not so much i mean it wasn't it wasn't the worst result that could happen but it was certainly a a big bring that brought down back to earth after the hearts of the championship season. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, I thought Bernie played okay, but we'll get on to that. I expect because I think we've actually got a question about it. So we'll get on to that in a little while because we have a huge, huge chain wrestling live 100th live edition for you this Sunday night. Oddly, feels weird, mm. doesn't it? It's Seven o'clock for a start, and on a Sunday, very strange. But it has to be done. I'm off we'll, we'll
0: have you out of here in a jiffy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we've got three matches to cover all of varying areas and quality we have uh an ask us anything topic i mean it's always going to be ask us anything drunk store, one of those kind of things wasn't it for our 100th i kind of thought as well as an opportunity to promote yourselves and we definitely will with all your twitter handles and shows and so on even more so than we normally do with the stuff that you send in to us and we're also playing another one of those little quiz games where we've got to guess the champions into the thing and I gotta try a, and be
0: quitting. a sparkle. Yeah, what's A, what, a sorry? Sparkle.
1: Sparkle. It's called
0: a sporkle. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I've got to be quite quick in the chat and stuff like that. So that's where I'm gonna let the site down for the second time tonight. But there we go. I think All
0: we right. did really well last week, no. we, did. We, we did. We did. We did really this yeah, one. I feel four? yeah, something like that. I think this this one's sixty-three. Okay. I mean, we'll get to it, but I think, I think we've more chance that we'll get this one nailed. Ooh,
1: interesting. Okay, doke interesting. Ah, but on that note, then, we better crack on for our 100th live episode. <laughs> lifetime. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Wherever and whenever you will be listening or watching from, this is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai at an SJP World Media Production. Overall, I've got 132. Don't forget those audio only days. Those scratchy, oh, yeah. bad audio and my shitty little earphone headset. Oh, it's ropey listening back. Not anything. In fact, yeah, forget those audio only days. Start later on. Start later. You don't want to go back to that. I am Sy and with me as always is the battle of the belts to my cheese melts if you love a toastie as I'm aware the evening gang to my old dressing gang because he's sparkly and nice and covered in gemstones and I'm a kind of a dirty grey a podcaster who for Tame Refton Live 100 broke the rules just like he did for episode 1 it's a running fiend the podfather himself Lord Mags how are we doing mate?
0: Well, I look a bit of a proud prick, to be fair, because I thought we were tag teaming. But yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, excited all day for for episode 100. Uh, Great leading by the volley. And yeah, just mad that we've made it this far. It's insane. I think this may be the first podcast I've been involved with that's got to a, a hundred and know while wow, we were okay. tapped out at like 93. No, I think five rounds probably have got us got to what over a hundred, but yeah, this is, it's a, a big achievement for us.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that we made this, this milestone. I'm over the moon with how the show's gone and, and the little community we've, uh, we've built is quite you know it's yeah. quite important to me as well joining us Definitely. on a Monday night or a Sunday evening as it is right now speaking of that community Magsy should we dive into the chat and see who has joined us early doors
0: well it's a bumper chat already straight away uh, thanks for all joining us on this uh special occasion we'll start with uh King Pigs Bladders who again has provided the amazing graphics uh, that you can see on the screen right now But I normally write some obscure message here that I get Max to read for my own personal pleasure <laughs> and his embarrassment. But today, all I'll say is congratulations to you both on your 100th live episode. Yeah, thank you very much. Obviously. Thank you very it's, much. It means the world to us um, that you guys have been along on this ridiculous ride with us. Uh, yep. And it's uh, it's not going to stop, stop any time in the future. So keep, uh, keep on board. He uh, then follows it back up with saying it's a... Uh, been a crazy ride and he's loved every second. Here's to the next 100. Uh, the amazing and magnificent Matt Lewis, uh, 100 episodes not out. Thank you very much, but and your support has been uh amazing from day one. So, yeah, we can uh, we can only thank you very much for that. Another one who supported us from day one, Connor. Um, hello, guys. Congratulations on 100 live episodes. And he says the, mo- the most truth <laughs> in any post he's ever put in. I don't know how you haven't been cancelled yet. I don't know how we got past five episodes without being cancelled. Oh,
1: there's been some moments where I've cringed. There's been some moments where you've yeah. cringed. And I think there's been some moments, especially where the wife has cringed.
0: So- <laughs> <laughs> like, we have gone... Not only too far, we've gone so far over the line sometimes where we can't even see the line anymore. Yeah. It's just been ridiculous. It. Um, James, uh, yeah, I'm all right. Uh, says, congrats on the 100th episode. Up the chaos of wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole point of wrestling is that it's fun, no matter what yeah. style of wrestling you like. Uh, and if you can't make an idiot of yourself every week for other people's pleasure, then what is life even about? Sharon breaking tradition it's sunday night you know what that means <laughs> uh-huh. wait what well, i can imagine sharon tomorrow tuning into the the youtube video and just crying because she's she's had to break a streak it's like goldberg isn't it she's finally had to break the streak
1: <laughs> we'll do a random live on the stream yard that'll last literally two seconds yeah. it'll just be sharon's
2: just, some, just so can be Sharon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh charlie also in the chat hello charlie how are you glad to see you uh, glad to see you here we've got some charlie based chicken news in a little while so Ooh. there is that um the magnificent matt lewis uh cf cwf cwf yeah exactly what a what a great little uh family we've 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 yes. been able to create but absolutely amazing you're all superstars uh kings pigs bladders saying uh hello to charlie and then Appreciating uh, the video that you put uh, put together, sir, and yeah, great work. I mean, you want to sack that editor though, because he's uh took it a bit personal in the in the middle of that video.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, he got a bit upset, didn't he?
0: Matt uh, says with a tear in my eye. Well, no, hopefully we haven't give you many tears in your eyes. Uh, hopefully, unless the tears of joy, then we'll. Mm-hmm. We'd be happy with that. Uh, Graham from Good Cop, Bad Cop says, can't stay but wanted to be here to wish congratulations on 100 episodes. Uh, Keep up the great work. Hope you're celebrating with champagne. I know Max likes his bubbles. Thank you for your calm words, Graham, but piss off with the bubbles talk. (laughs) (laughs) Kings, pigs, bladders, shit. That's my screenshot of the night. Um, No, uh, shall, shall I do it? There you go. There you Amazing. go, I have a go on that.
1: <laughs> Absolute brilliant, brilliant stuff.
0: <laughs> James is, oh, what a rush. Tell him, Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was Hawk, Hawk telling himself. Um, Dan says, um, I always knew you were an animal, Mags. Well, yeah, and this just rubber stamps it. Um, Matt says, some things never change, Say si is a prick. I mean that you've literally just been praising his show and he's calling you a prick. I mean, I get to why? Call you a prick because you do prickish things. I do, yeah. yeah, I do prickish things all the time. Yeah, but why? <laughs> why, Matt? We'll revisit this one. Um, Maybe next time. uh Ask yeah. the wife. Uh, why did I? Um, why did you not run it past Sharon? I, mean, I just think you were committed. Well, yeah, you. Just, I, didn't even th- I, didn't
1: even I didn't even think to. I didn't even think to, mate. I just thought, oh shit. Okay, where can I get some from? I don't you know. Didn't out, you didn't know.
0: think to ask the. The one artist in the family. Well, there's
1: more artists than that, but Sharon is very arty, yeah.
0: <laughs> and you didn't think to un- ask her?
1: No, not not even once.
0: Awesome, okay. <laughs> as King Big <laughs> says. <laughs> Dan says Big Bob isn't even wearing a tuxedo. What a bell, and is it? Is a heel? Is a heel? Big
1: yes, he is. yes. He is. He's sending good vibes um, again, though. But
0: he is. <laughs> Matt says Sharon, you should paint him whilst he's asleep. That'd be a brilliant.
1: I would wake up if either. you could
0: paint me whilst I'm asleep. Do you not I think, wouldn't wake up. Oh, I think I would. King Pig's better in the volley there. Good shot. She's not coming up to not uh, to do your face paint because she's got wet hair and looks like shit, so you've got no chance. <laughs> I mean, you I can don't turn think your you camera off shit. and do a reveal. Yeah, potentially, um, yeah. Matt uh, taking the praise from Pigs better with a thank you and thanking us for having him uh, having him on the network. I mean, it not Matt. This is this is your man over here's a no, brainchild. No. I'm just along for the ride. No, and, no. Sir. Uh, Matt says Sporkal time. He's got this. And look, here we go. We do something where the fact where the CWF get involved and Matt will hog the chat. I guarantee it. I guarantee Matt just... With the answers. list
1: of answers on Google on his phone in front of him, just yeah, reading them out.
0: Like, like the <laughs> cheater that <he> is. <laughs> this is a brilliant one. Matt, the only thing I'm likely to do with, to him whilst he sleeps is unalive
1: Oh, mate, really, I upset uh, the wife the other day really badly. Um, we'll get to it in a second. Go on.
0: Charlie says, wow, basically your mum's uh, planning your murder, essentially. Mm planning your murder. Um, And Matt says, no, Mags, you look amazing. Sai looks like a prick. Well, (laughs) Connor says the line moves further and further every single week. We've rubbed that line out. We don't have a line anymore. Apart from, like, we don't really like saying the word cunt, uh, but that's it. Okay. (laughs) I just think that there might be the odd occasion
1: where my mum might be listening. That's all. My kids hear that word all the time because the wife calls at me quite regularly.
0: But it's, it's <laughs> if your mum tunes in, I will be on my best behaviour. Okay. Sharon says we've done a Sunday before, so that street was broken years ago. I, I don't remember what we did last week. To be fair, what um, your Sunday for? Oh, that, was that to do? With your holiday last year? Was it? I can't remember. I think so. Or was it my holiday? Yeah, it Might have been. Might yeah. have been. Anyway, anyway. Anyway. Uh, um uh, sharon um dan says to sharon i've seen the notification i'm not op- i refuse to open the cordy gift. <laughs> just just do it i i think dan's a closet cordy fan on the slide. he I, protests I way it. too much i, um, I,
1: I bet uh, i bet his entrance theme is his wake up alarm in the morning on his phone
0: yeah, <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning, adrenaline <laughs> in my soul. <laughs> something, something, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Finish the story, Dan.
2: Finish Whoa. the story.
0: <laughs> I guarantee that happens in the Griffin household. Uh, Matt says Whoa. he promises he's not going to do a Paul Tolle mags. I mean... As long as you, that that is, you're not going to eat uh, a no stock cube, then we're we're good. That's because that's just horrific. Uh,
1: that wasn't um, fair Sharon.
0: Sharon is planning to clearly leave you uh, because she's uh, uh, declaring her undying love to <laughs> to Dan. There, he snores too, know. Uh, and, and Matt says, and there goes the Volley's imminent sponsorship deal. I mean, if if someone wants to sponsor this network, they will have to put up with people swearing. Oh, and Dan says he stepped in for a pre-recorded so loved ones too. Yes, yes, you did. Yeah, that yeah. was a, a really fun episode. So, yeah, yeah, here's me talking shit about a streak, and it's it was broke time ago. So, yeah. anyway, that is the chat all caught up with.
1: Excellent stuff. Yeah, I upset the wife a bit, mate, the other night. Um, I made a bit of noise late at night, uh, disturbed the, the house. And um, go on, you're, da- you got, you're, da- you're dying to say something. What is it?
0: I'm not a dog. Go on. Okay. I, I have thoughts depending on what okay. kind of noise this was. Well,
1: basically, Charlie really, really enjoys this garlic salt stuff on on a, a little bit of that on her chip. She loves it, right? But it's kind of got a bit stuck to the bottom of the the thing. So I thought I'd just tap okay. it on the side and break it up for her a little bit. You know, because I happened to open the cupboard, saw it there, and thought, oh yeah, I've got to do that for Charlie. So she had two pots, so I had one in each hand, and I was just banging them on the kitchen side. Okay. And I made a glass, so they made a bit of a noise. And it was a bit loud, but I sorted it out for her and all that. And I thought, oh, great, sound, Good to go. The biggest downside of it was, I suppose, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. So that was where, I suppose, the the, the initial upset came from. Um, Sharon in the chat, would have to confirm exactly what it was. But Liv thought we were hammering, it, um, putting up pictures or something like that. Because um, of the noise at one point. But from there, a bit of Even noise, Charlie. So
0: Charlie's <laughs> saying a bit of noise.
1: <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I didn't wake Charlie out. She's probably still awake at that point. She hadn't been asleep yet, the way she operates. Charlie's on a night shift schedule at the moment because she's not at school. She's up talking to her mates till God knows what time and then sleeps all day. So the fact that she's up now, she's probably wanting her breakfast soon, to be fair. But um, yeah, so I, I did that. And that Sharon came downstairs and promptly told me off because I was making an... And rightfully so, because I was being a bit of a work um i then carried on made myself a little bit of food before going up to bed now sharon had been disturbed and was woken up obviously so when i went to bed my snoring then disturbed her forever. sometimes if she goes to bed first falls asleep i get into bed even if i do snore it doesn't always wake her that kind of how we can operate but on this occasion she was wide awake because of the noise i'd made um and again my error i was a prat so my snoring then disturbed her even further so she decided to go downstairs and make herself a cup of tea have a cup of tea watch a bit of telly do whatever and then try and settle back down later on went downstairs and you know you got like where your kettle is and you make your you got, you, everyone's got that section out there where that's where they make their drinks you know and then you've got your where your teaspoons are and all that sort of stuff ready to go and you know Lighting so sarah made us sorry like in a drawer yeah in the drawer there's like the draining board pot or whatever or you know mm-hmm. and it's you know, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, some, some people have those little trays where the tea bag goes before you throw it in the bin and all that sort of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Sharon, half asleep, very angry. She says there in the chat, I've been asleep for all of two minutes before you started on the garlic salt. So, okay, I didn't realise, sorry. Um, she, uh, apparently, the way she explains this to me is she started making her cup of tea, half asleep, not fully with it, picked up the spoon, stirred her tea, took her teaspoon back out the cup, and apparently the spoon was covered in peanut butter. And that's what I've been. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been eating. Uh, I've been eating peanut butter straight out the tub with a teaspoon, just rah, 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 in a bit of a state, and uh, didn't put the teaspoon away. So Sharon not only was she angry that I disturbed her, and then probably woken up the street, woke up live, um, and then was snoring like a lunatic. She'd also had a weird yorkshire tea and crunchy peanut butter combo in her cup as well oh
0: wow and i bet you had the best sleep in ages and well fuming with you all night
1: the following day my wife tolerates a lot she as everyone is fully aware whoever listens to this show they are fully or even knows me in the slightest is fully aware that my wife is an incredible human being she tolerates so much from me it's beyond belief i mean don't get me wrong it goes both ways there are times when it works the other direction, but she tolerates a great deal from me. She really does. But on this occasion, she was visibly angry. And I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm in trouble here. But I sorted it out because I went to and bought some flowers and some chocolates and whatever, because I'm, I'm a great husband. Little,
0: so. you, a brown note, You know which side of the, your bread is buttered on. And thought, I best, I best not rock this boat anymore because she's very close to pushing me overboard.
1: <laughs> well there was that as well there was that as well yeah so not much not my greatest moment to be fair i mean i, I say not my greatest moment there was competition for my most stupid moment but that's you know that's probably up there i guess
0: so sharon's going to give a little bit more um truth to this she said she wasn't half asleep because clearly she's been asleep for two minutes okay you put you put the peanut butter oh yeah spoon, i did that <laughs> uh on the i'm assuming she, that's meant to be on the teaspoon rest. Uh, Mags, mm-hmm. you have 100% um, my consent to call him a, a C-bomb. I don't use that kind of language. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow Dan Griffin's and he says, do you know that Burke is Cockney rhyming slang? It's short for Berkeley Hunt, which means mm-hmm. every time you say Burke, you are effectively saying, so, sir, you're a Burke. I am. A oh, full-on yeah. full 100% grade A Burke.
1: I oh, am. Yeah. I am indeed. And again, I've done it plenty of times at home, but publicly, I want to say, Sharon, I am incredibly sorry. Uh, I won't. If I ever eat p- peanut butter straight out of the tub again, I won't put the spoon in that place again. <laughs>
0: this this is a lie. This is what I call a lie, because that will we? happen again. I don't you think it will. will. No, you're a, that you're just fibbing. I don't, you no, I don't. Never. I mean, never say you're not going to do something when you know full well you will absolutely do it again.
1: No, I don't think I will. Purely because we don't often have peanut butter in the house, so I might get away with it from that aspect.
0: <laughs> you're just barred <laughs> from peanut butter now, Sharon. Uh, is, kids, no more peanut butter. Your dad has ruined it for you.
1: Yeah, that's it. I trust. Well, yeah, I, I, I took that nice thing and wrecked it for everybody involved. yeah that's why. Uh, oh, that's dear. Nice. We can't have nice things, no, we can't. Magsy, what are we doing first? Are we going to do the little sporkle quiz jobby effort first, or are we going to Chicken News first, or what's the oh, plan, we'll, my friend?
0: We'll do Chicken News first, get everyone um, harped up for the chickens.
1: And up to date.
0: Chicken News with Max
2: only on Chain Wrestling.
0: So, this week's Chicken News involves... Um, Essentially the CDF's adopted chicken, uh young Charlie. So I'm glad Charlie's actually in the chat for this. Um so when you get um chickens that are close to laying, you you can tell when when it when it's gonna happen because their wattles, the little red things that hang down and the combs, they start being more pronounced. So when you've got what a young chicken. Called? These are called, these little red things at the side. These are called wattles. Wattles, yeah, wattles. Oh, okay. I don't think I've light ever waffles, heard that. of waffles. waffles, but with mm-hmm. T's instead of F's. So these grow because the gizzard is growing, and the gizzard is the part of the the chicken that um, stores um, stones and and uh, oyster shells, so they can make, uh, get the calcium to make shells. So when they start growing and the comb starts growing, that's when you know the chicken's getting close to, to being able to lay eggs. Uh, and Charlie's the first out of the new four chickens that uh, has grown a comb uh, and uh, got her wattles. So Charlie Amazing. is probably going to be the first of the, the young chickens to lay. So I just thought I'd share that little uh, little piece of information with you all.
1: That is amazing. Lovely stuff. Charlie, I hope you're hearing that in the chat. Oh, that's brilliant. Are the others as close as well do you think or are they not showing signs yet? Or?
0: Um, I mean all old chickens uh, after being after becoming proper hens from from chicks will have a will have a little comb and little wattles, but it's when they start becoming redder and they start uh, being more pronounced when you can tell. Uh the other the other three are they're probably a week or two uh beyond um, but yeah, I think Charlie will probably be blamed in the next week or so. Oh,
1: brilliant stuff, mate! Brilliant so, stuff. We'll and is that when you're going to try and send an egg down for Charlie? Is that is, I, how can I, will,
0: I... I, <laughs> I, I will try my best.
1: I'm not sure how that will work with Royal Mail.
0: <laughs> I, may, I might, put, I might boil it first, and then send
1: it. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, not second class though, because I'll be rank when it, but it gets here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or I could get Lorraine to resin it. Ah, oh, good site. Yeah. Yeah. Would that work? I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: Because would the inside still go bad?
0: No, because I cut the egg and then right. or we could even clean the egg out, just do two little pinholes and clean them out. I and, and we'll work it out. We'll work it
1: out. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a we'll conversation for another time. <laughs> 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 Excellent stuff. There is your weekly chicken news a day early, you lucky, lucky bastards. Uh <laughs> so Maxy. Uh Sporkle, then as you say it's called. Yes. What is this? Task, so time, and vibe. What are we looking at? So
0: this week's Sporkle is the WCW World Heavyweight Champions. So it's everybody from uh, when the WCW stopped using the NWA uh, name for the title and converted it to, to the the actual WCW one. And it ends basically at the end of 2001 uh, yeah. when, when it became the UNI the uh, Undisputed title. So that's what we've got. We've got 63 reigns, and I think it. this is uh, – people have multiple reigns, not like last week where it was just the first reign that they had. Um, so, for us, I mean, I don't think I'm giving much away. Flair will be on this list multiple times. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. And uh, straight away, we've got uh, – Dan Griffin said he's already done this, and he's aced it. So, well, hopefully Ooh. then we'll be able – with no excuses not to not to fill it in then. So
1: so we're talking when Flair went home with a big gold belt, and they bought out their own title and called it the WCW title. Yes.
0: Um. Well, I think was Flair not already the the champion? In ninety
1: one, we're talking here, aren't we?
0: Yeah. So it's January the eleventh, nineteen ninety one. The first, yeah. The first. Okay. R- official reign. Yeah.
1: There we go. No worries. Okay, so I mean, uh, when we're ready to go, we'll
0: uh, uh, yep, try so shout type from the um, from the chat and you, any guesses that you've got, and uh, we'll see if we can beat eight minutes. Are we ready? I'll try and Three, start the early
1: ones first.
0: Two, one, go.
1: Lex Luger. So
0: we'll have we'll have Flair.
1: Yeah. Luger. Luger, good shout. Uh, Ron um,
0: Simmons. Simmons. Hader, early champion. Um, Hogan, champion. Sting. Stingy Sting. Yep, so we've nailed a lot of true ones already. Barry Winden. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Savage. I've uh, we'll gone for Arquette. Uh, Savage. Yep. Vince Russo, of course. Russo.
1: <sighs> no, I think I may Missed a few in the chat. Let me scroll back out. Keep the shouts coming back in. If I haven't named them yet, we've shout got, them out again for me.
0: Booker the T Giant. Booker T. Uh Jared. We've got,
1: we've got a shout here for Harley Race and Scott I Hall, think that but both of those would not have been applied at this Harley time.
0: Harley Race would have been way too early, I think. Um Jerry Yeah, and Scott Hall never held shout. a big one, no. Uh Goldberg. Yeah, I've just seen Goldberg in the chat um sid, sid I Every mean nash
1: ah what a shite there from connor chris benoit all
0: oh, right yeah the the old wife and kid murderer
1: yeah one won the title and then pissed off the wwf the very next day um yeah. <laughs> we got a shite here as well from dan griffin saying the rock like he was a ww champion but that when it was owned by wwe so does that count
0: yeah yeah, so uh, the it's essentially. I think Jericho is the last one because he he united ah, the both the belts at uh, vengeance.
1: So, yeah, okay. So
0: Scott Kurt Soilet, the gonna Pigs be on Yeah, Kurt Angle's Starnett. good. shot. We've got five five left to get.
1: Oh my goodness, five left to get. Um, so uh,
0: April the twenty sixth, nineteen ninety nine, and whoever had that held it for like a week. Oh, Jarrett. I've, uh, I think I've had Jarrett, but yeah we've got garrett
1: okay uh ddp pig's ladders shouts out in the chat that's a great shout we've got Good vader shout.
0: matt thank you yeah we've got vader and so what are the dates we've got, we got, got left um pretty much all of 1999 <laughs> so we've cleared out the first half We so we've got november and december 1999 two left oh my so goodness Sting, bret hart and pig's
1: ladders it. that's a great show
0: Bret Hart nailed it, nailed it, that. with five minutes to go. Wow. You are superb. The CWS is amazing, brilliant. Absolutely, well sixty-three out, sixty-three. Uh, brilliant. Look amazing. at that. Five minutes, twenty-two seconds left. You absolute heroes, all of you. Nailed it in in three minutes, essentially.
1: Yeah, brilliant stuff. Brilliant. I enjoy those. We'll do some more of those. I think that's good fun. Yeah, it is. well done guys well done that's great stuff well done uh i suppose then jump into the chat now would be pointless because it's just full of wrestlers names from wcw (laughs) shall we uh (laughs) shall we get on with our non-wrestling topic magazine which is more from the cwf of course it is let's do it nwt time oh no wrestling talk here it's the Non-Wrestling Topic.
0: Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Ooh, lovely. Lovely.
1: <laughs> big, big, dirty belch. Okay. And there, now there's Pat Benatar sh- shaking her goodness at us. I didn't think that gift through when I first put it on there, did I? I just clicked Funny Dance and then saw that and clicked yeah. on it. Didn't really think it through after, you know
0: were you a big pat benatar fan
1: certain tracks mate yeah that's a good one love is a battlefield that's a great track <laughs> uh, there's a few others as but, well i yeah. think might be the only one i know is love it is no, that's, oh man i, I gonna stump me now i'll think of some more as the show goes on i'll think of some more as the show goes on. uh uh before we carry on i'm feeling a little bit parched maxi so i'm gonna i'm gonna sample what we spoke about on the show from our good friend cam griffin cwf member here i've got a little bit of orange cordial squash there that we discussed that he has yeah. mixed with, um, with with Pepsi Max, so I said I'd give it a go, and I said I would definitely not. There we go. Look, so I'll see how this fares over the course of our non wrestling topic. But there we go. And honestly, now it looks just like murky Pepsi Max and smells pretty fucking horrible. But uh, <laughs> down in uh, one. Dying no. I will puke. I will puke. Um I'll try a bit later. I'll try a bit now. Let's try a bit later. You've got to review it.
0: We've got to know if Cam is an absolute dosser.
1: Okay, that's we'll call it interesting for now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll that's getting get
0: poured right down the right down the drain.
1: We'll see how I get on with that. Well, I'll, I'll have a bit more. We'll see how we go This week's non-wrestling topic is well, first of all, it was ask us anything, one question, away you go. And naturally, of course, because everyone kind of bends the rules a little bit, follows Magsy's uh for example. <laughs> yeah. We've had a few ask us extra questions, but that's fine. We'll dive on him. And then obviously as well, promote yourselves and we'll we'll talk about your stuff as well. Uh, so yeah. these most of these tweets and messages we've had in are two-parters in that system and that format, Mr. Mags
0: okay so let's
1: crack on then let's dive on in in the order they arrived into us in sort of sort of yeah yeah. if i didn't say that though it wouldn't feel right now would
0: it it wouldn't it just and it's just a little way to annoy me every week (sighs) yeah fair enough
1: uh dan griffin at dan griffin 21 on twitter he says what is your mike rushmore of matches you'd like to cover on chain wrestling going forward
0: Hmm. I mean, we have covered some good and terrible matches. Um, What would I put on the Mount Rushmore matches we want to put forward? Um, Maybe Barry Windham's last match. Right. Okay. That'd be a good one.
1: Just because he's retiring, you mean?
0: Just, yeah, because he he gets beaten and has to look up at the lights whilst we never have to see him darken our wrestling door again.
1: Well, no, because the way we don't go in date order, do we? So if we looked at Barry Windham's last match, we can still go back and look at Not other one. ones.
0: I'd make her, uh, on the fl- on the flag rule that that if we see their last match, then we can never mention oh, them again.
1: Right, I see. So when you make the rules, we've got to stick to them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've never stuck to a single word a rule that we've ever set.
1: Yeah, fair point. Fair
0: point. Um. I think the, the the ones that really jumped to mind we've already covered because obviously we've done a hundred and
1: like, thirty episodes now. So,
0: well, I, I saw this uh, question and I, I was I was in the the same kind of mind as you. It's like it's hard to pick four matches that we definitely want to see, but we haven't seen because we, we've we've mm. strong armed our way into those matches. But I think we there is some matches that we probably do need to show a little bit more love i don't think we've done enough uh survivor series matches for example no that's um, fair enough yeah so we could, could i mean some of the early survivor series matches um i'd like to cover a full king of the ring tournament sometime maybe the bret hart tournament um oh, for where three? Three, yeah where he had three oh. matches which were so different but yet so good um, yeah. something I've like that i've been yeah.
1: that somewhere it's sad <laughs> Brilliant. uh No, I agree. With, I agree with that. Have we done War Games '92 yet? Because I remember that went up on the poll a couple of times. They got beat by other things.
0: What, who were the,
1: the Dangerous Alliance the versus Sting Squadron?
0: Is it the one where um Brian pillman nearly gets killed? No, that's, that one.
1: That one beat it out one year on the one week on the poll. Sorry.
0: We I don't think we have covered that one.
1: That one I'd like to look at. That one I'd definitely like to look at. And I'm not sure if we've covered this one either, but Savage versus Flair from WrestleMania 8 has been up on the pole one or twice and not, not one.
0: Yeah, that. I mean, we could we could go back and look at some of the the, the losing matches and mm. try and strong arm and back him in again.
1: Yeah, that's a good shame. That's a good shame. Uh, Dan also says, by way of plugging himself, listen to my stuff. So he's straight to the point. And (laughs) at UTT Podcast on Twitter, at UTT Tank, at UTT Putting. And of course, the Doctor Who pod and the Volley Show here on SJP World Media. And the UTT shows are all with our good friend UTT Rob as well. Looking at some real diverse and interesting topics of wrestling that probably don't get covered on lots of other podcasts, Maxi. They cover things that a lot of people don't, don't they?
0: Yeah, I mean the dregs of wrestling sometimes. Um, but the concept of the UTT podcast is absolutely brilliant. Um, and so yeah, their content is, is superb. Um, Dan and Rob, um, the volley, maybe not so much. They've got, um, Matt on there, which is a bit hit and miss, but yeah, I mean, Great, Dan puts out great content. It's as simple yeah. and clear as that. As we massively appreciate him.
1: And blatantly carries the Doctor Who pod as well. By the way, that goes without saying because obviously he's on there with me. So, uh, <laughs> I am Ben at Witnessisms of Ben on Twitter. He says, "What, what, 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 What's brilliant? What? Because what, it's right at the bottom.
0: It's just what, it's not in from the order. The first one right to the bottom. The order they and came Ben in. is in the Ben is in the chat." Um, i talking about the 2001 King of the Ring, and he said, is that the one that Crash got? No, that was 2000, I think, as it was the one okay. that we're covering a little bit of later on.
1: A very, very, very little bit of.
0: <clears throat> I mean, Crash is involved. That, that is true. Yeah, that is true.
1: Uh, ben asks, what is your ultimate comfort meal?
0: Okay, hmm. so I I have three.
1: Okay. <laughs> De- um, depending on how much comfort you need is there is there a rating scale yeah, to this so, or?
0: no it's just whatever i'm in the mood for so I, th- I i think it's hard to be a roast okay amazing just just for every part of it's a comfort um second is uh mrs mag's's curry absolutely amazing uh food uh and third would be sandwiches just I absolutely love sandwiches. Anything on a sandwich, yeah. So yeah. they're my three. Ah, okay.
1: See, I, I love a roast meat as well. Bloody love a roast. But if I'm if I'm ever a bit down in the dumps or I've got a bit of time in the afternoon, so I want to just sort of chill Jeez, out. Cheese it, toast. It's gotta be a toaster sandwich, mate. Honey, honey roasted ham and red jalapenos, banging. Can't get wrong with it, honestly.
0: Cannot. I know wrong you. With it. I'm, I'm I'm worried at how well I know know you that I could pick off your answer straight away. We've That's got concerning. a message here
1: in the chat from Lou's Resin Room. Somebody I think you probably know quite well, Mr. Mags. Yep, that hey. is
0: Mrs. Mags here. Yeah. Now, just said something nice about her, her career, and now she's going to be trying to cause some ruckus. So, yeah, what I do with sandwiches, I am... these guys, You guys already know how panicky I am with, with certain foods. Bubbly chocolate, it can absolutely get <laughs> in the bin. But with sandwiches, I will deconstruct the sandwiches and eat them eat the filling and then the the bread afterwards
1: right so yeah. why i don't get that
0: i don't know i it's inexplicable i like hot sandwiches where the butter is as melted and then it's like a little buttery bread treat at the end
1: so you effectively eat so if you had a ham sandwich you would take the yeah, ham I do it
0: all the time it's not like a every single time thing just sometimes i'll sure? take a sandwich apart yeah
1: okay but I mean, effectively if it's, why don't
0: a, you just... if it's a sloppy sandwich like a tuna mayo i wouldn't do it with that
1: yeah no that's fair but, if but it's you like, make say... you make these sandwiches for yourself yes
0: or or if i bought the sandwich
1: right okay but let's say you you make the sandwich right, right. why don't you just put the ham on on the side of the plate and just get a bit of bread
0: no, so like a ham sandwich, I would probably just eat that as a sandwich. Okay,
1: but so it's... so okay, well, so now we're getting down to the depths of it. I mean, what, what are we taking out then, Maxie What takes out what gets took out, what stays in?
0: So if it, if <laughs> if it's something it's, if it's something warm, like say I've made a chip sandwich or yeah. a sausage sandwich, that's probably the best one. Sausage sandwich. I'll okay. make a sausage sandwich and it'll it'll look like a sandwich, and then I'll take the, the, the top bread off, I'll eat the sausages, and then I'll fold the bread in half because all the butter's melted and it's all nice and luxurious, and then I'll eat the, the bread last. So, ah. Listen, listen, wife. She's calling a lawyer in the chat. You've got some <laughs> good points for the face paint, but don't sell me down the river here.
1: She's even put it in capitals, mate. She is literally shouting at you in the chat now.
0: I mean, I do so- something pretty similar with like things like pies. I'll I'll cut the crust circle around, and then I'll eat the inside of the pie, and then I'll save the, the pastry for last. I'm oh, weird. I'm weird with food like that.
1: Yeah, see, and you take the piss out of me weekly for stahoide.
0: And I'll eat all the things on my plate separately. I'm not a, I'm not a mixer in and get a, a bit of everything on my fork. It's oh, no, anything, I
2: don't
0: do that. Like, anything liquid that will go first, or like beans or peas, they'll go, and then I'll eat them in order of what I enjoy the most.
1: So you eat the best thing first?
0: No. The best thing gets served to last.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that's what you gotta do, isn't it? You gotta save the best thing to last. Yeah. 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 I'm a board with I'm a board with a bit of that. Yeah. I I can't have like so, carrot and then peas.
0: Well, I recovered a little bit. Uh Dan Griffin said using food as a butter delivery system, you eat black like my youngest niggas, <laughs> you may as well eat butter with a spoon. Funny you mentioned that because uh, the other day, um, uh, Thea, our, our our granddaughter, she was actually eating butter out of the tub. Yeah, so that's fun.
2: Hmm.
1: Speaking of eating a spoonful of butter, that is something else that Cam Griffin mentioned. I did say to Sharon earlier on, I might ask you to bring me a spoonful of butter later, but we'll see how we get on for time wise, shall we? Because I'm not enjoying Great. my orange Pepsi Max just yet, so. Uh, ben says also uh, promoting himself here. Rantmoisters, the home of two bearded miscreants moaning about anything and everything. During the A to Z of ranting, last episode was S uh, also linked to our music rants, the rantology playlist now available on Spotify. There we go. And Rantmoisters, yeah. I enjoy because a lot of the opinions yeah. they have are pretty much the opinions I have.
0: So <laughs> pretty much. Um, but an- another uh, podcast that is, um, really unique, and two absolute great guys um, hosted it. Two guys who we absolutely destroyed in a pub quiz uh, not too long ago. Uh, but yeah, absolutely great guys.
1: My big brain, Danny <laughs> at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. Uh, who you? <laughs> yeah, you are not clearing the glory for
0: that. My big brain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh danny i think is still in glasgow visiting family is it glasgow i don't know not go scotland i don't know if it's glasgow though but anyway he's still in scotland at least visiting family so he might not be in the chat tonight but uh yeah he'll probably hear this on the podcast version whenever it does actually come out danny says for Cy, reform the dungeon of doom with wrestlers from the 1995 wwf roster oh my goodness um Okay, well Dungeon of Theme was for the stupid shitty gimmicks. So nineteen ninety five WWF. I'm thinking you've gotta go with the bloody dumpster guy. He was around in ninety five, wasn't he? Um
0: uh, yeah, 95, 96, yeah.
1: Yeah, Glenn Jacobs as the dentist. What was his name? Isaac Yankham, wasn't it? He should be in there because it was ridiculous.
0: Was that not a little bit before? Uh that that was in uh that was in his feud with Bret Hart, were not it? So that'd have been ninety four, would it? I mean, you can have him because it's a fucking yeah. ridiculous gimmick.
1: It is a shit gimmick. It is
0: a there's, sh- a, there's plenty of leeway.
1: Yeah, there is. Um, I also want to chuck, uh, is it Knuckleball Schwartz in there? The guy, Ooh. the Brooklyn Brawler painted up as the baseball. Because I think the, pa- the face paint would suit the Dungeon of Doom really well because it's stupid.
0: Look, you know? It'd look a little bit like Zodiac. Oh, the Zodiac there movie. you go. Yeah, spot on, spot on.
1: Um, I mean, there's so many options from that time. Uh T.L. Hopper. Was that another one? The, the plumber? <laughs> yeah. I saw so way aye, too much aye. of that
0: man's ass crack.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Uh, uh, Magsy, for your good self, reform Camp Cornet with wrestlers from the 1995 WCW roster.
0: Well, that'll be brilliant, because I'm terrible with 1995 WCW, but we'll go with... Um, Big Bubba Rogers, I think that was what he was called, a.k.a. The Boss Man. Yep. Um, let's go with Hugh Morris. Oh,
2: don't even start
1: on that, that bloody idiot.
0: Kamala, let's chuck a bit of Kamala in.
1: Yep, Dungeon of fodder um, there.
0: And if we're going to have Kamala, we need Meng as well. Yeah. So let's throw Meng in and then... I think Barbarian were there. So we might as well get uh, Meng's Faces of Fear partner Barbarian in.
1: That works, mate. That all works. And it is the kind of nonsense that Cornetto probably would manage as well, wouldn't it, for 95, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he had Vader in, in the camp. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to need some ridiculous gimmicks
1: yeah there we are and danny also says hear me on one man's meat pod with the great chris bennis back when with the great tyler peters and nitro knights with and he says the great but he's too kind uh me basically but there we go so you can hear danny every week make put out all the brilliant content he does too so danny's on a lot of shows now isn't he
0: yeah and do you know what? i i'll absolutely love that um that the CWF are all branching out and creating yeah. content. Um one of the best things for me about podcasting is that it's encouraging other people to <laughs> wow <laughs> we you're looking at you, drink then thinking no I don't no. want to waste the Pepsi though. Uh, no I can't I can't. Um yeah one of the things for me as a podcaster is encouraging oh. other people to find their voices and it's and it's um it's so good that people have them. I it just warms my heart. So, yeah, definitely go check out some of Danny's amazing content.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely, mate. Definitely. I'm done with that, by the way. So my my ultimate conclusion is Pepsi Max with orange is fucking disgusting. <laughs> Cam, you are a screw. And you can't say I didn't give it a good try because I've drank a quarter of the glass there. That's a good few mouthfuls I've had. You're
0: know. fuming about the, the Pepsi Max waste, aren't you? I am a little bit.
1: <laughs> i have a little bit <laughs> but never mind uh pig's bladders at pig's bladders on twitter the photoshop wizard himself again responsible for these fantastic graphics that you see before yeah, you here. brilliant brilliant stuff Absolutely. Absolutely uh, pig's bladders says what tv show past or present best represents you and your life and if there isn't one pitch the, the- pitch what the show would be hmm a TV show that represents our lives. I'm not sure. For me,
0: it's probably peep show.
2: Just
0: two idiots fumbling their way through lives, getting into ridiculous situations and just managing to come out of it at the end. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I can go along with that. I can go along with that. I, I can also kind of think that at one stage in my life, men behaving badly kind of applied to how I was. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's a good shout.
1: Yeah. So um, I've actually just got a WhatsApp message from my wife here. Um, And you should have just checked this in. In fact, I'll wait for you just to chuck it in the chat, Sharon, because it it explains potentially why I didn't like the Pepsi Max and Cordial itself. Um, No, no, I'll read it out. She she must be saying, uh, we've only got quadruple strength squash. So that would have been rank, wouldn't it? It's like yeah, maybe I've made it a
0: bit too strong. How much did you put in? So if you, so, basically, if you poured half out of a glass and then topped it up with more Pepsi Max, it might be all right. I'm not doing that. In case you waste a full
1: two liter bottle of Pepsi Max, no, because it, it's not nice, Maxie. And challenge right, shit. It, is, it, is, shit. it is. It is. It is. Um, f- quadruple strength squash i forgot about that so yeah it is very strong anyway, I put
0: cam, like- cam has has just turned up as well said he's just popping to say happy 100 lives uh Pepsi, max and quadruple is an epic combo sir appreciate you train
1: yeah it's not for me bird it's not for me.
0: You didn't no, Dan says you didn't make it too strong. Cam is still a Dosser. And then Cam has put quad strength, you're a hero.
1: No, I, 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 I. do
0: you know what? I put it
1: in there and I thought, is that gonna to be too strong? No, that'll be all right. Not realising it was quadruple strength. You probably need like a tiny little trickle of that stuff, don't you?
0: Yeah. Well, you need zero of it. Yeah. yeah, oh
1: yeah, and Pepsi Max. You In an zero. ideal yeah.
0: world, you need zero. <laughs> Honestly,
1: I feel a bit jippy. I'm not going to lie. That's probably made my belly go a bit funny.
0: Uh,
1: Pigspiders also says, I'm the elusive Photoshop <laughs> wizard king. Pigspiders, I spend all my days creating artwork to amuse, titillate, and enhance people's daily grind. And what brilliant work he does. Too. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic and, stuff.
0: And he's, he's the, the biggest... Um, He's the biggest Barry Horowitz fan uh, known to, to mankind, and he really champions uh, the king of the jobbers. So, yeah. Um, there we go. Brilliant addition to the CWF. We absolutely love you, King Pig's Badders. Yeah.
1: I want to make sure everyone, you know, the whole purpose of this whole promote yourself section of the show is to make sure that everyone is following everyone else. I mean, the CWF will be because that's the nature of how we work. But if we have anyone listening or joining us for the first time, make sure you are following these people and check out their shows mm-hmm. as well. Connor at Connor Knows footy on Twitter. Sorry, I just did a horrible, really strong orangey burp, and it's
0: maybe for this. That you're gonna have that for the rest of the night. That is going to oh. be like the smoky bacon crisp burp. You're just you're gonna be tasting that for days to come.
1: It's not it's not good, mate. It's not good. And you're going Connor, on holiday uh, as well. I know, mate. I've I'm porody on holiday because I drank that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh Connor says, "If I paid you ten pound, would you support the Columbus Crew the second half of the MLS season?" Yeah, sure. I'll send you my paper. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I don't send me ten pound. I, I will look out for the results of Columbus Crew. I'm, I'm not going to support them because the shit. Let's let's be, let's face it. Um, I'll tell you what, well, I, w- I will look out for their results. Connor,
1: <laughs> if Magsy if says that, that's fair enough. Send me 20 pounds and I'll support them twice as hard. There we go. There Thank we you. go. <laughs> uh, Connor says promoting at the volley show on Twitter, uh, that I help co host with Matt Attack UK and Dan Griffin, where we talk about food, football, and sometimes bully Matt. Yes, indeed. And I've joined them not. For as much as I can, the first show, the second show, the whole thing, because we were going live at seven, I missed a little bit of today's, but I joined them as long as I could. And it is good fun. It is good fun. Mm-hmm. And it just, just, just it, did descend into just talking food again, Magsy, as you can imagine.
0: I I love how Connor describes it. And the the main purpose of the volley show was not football. It was food, uh, which <laughs> is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. But you guys uh, do a great job with that show. And I'm um glad it's uh it's on the network and yeah it's gonna be fun yeah
1: looking forward to hearing the first audio recording as well which is like their kind of recap review of the of the weekend's mm-hmm. action as well so that's gonna be interesting there mgb graham at mgb graham on twitter he says what's the closest you have been to 100 be it a cricket inning keepy uppies or the most number of wipes you have needed after a particularly rough visit to the porcelain throne so the closest Jesus. we've been to 100 ever on anything.
0: So, I, I used to play cricket for at school level, uh, so I've actually beat 100 at cricket, okay. Um, because I'm um, because I used to be real good, at, but maybe not so much now. Um, so yeah, I've, I've definitely beat 100. At that. I don't think I've been close to 100. Um, I think my highest snooker break is something like 40 odd. Right. So yeah, that's nowhere near. Um so the, and then ninety-three episodes with um with um why we watch. So I've been mm. close quite a lot. Yeah, fair
1: enough. I don't think I
0: have. You just you'd look you'd give off the aura of someone who gives up halfway through. Maybe, maybe. Um a <laughs> hundred a hundred gigs, a hundred festivals. Oh
1: i've done i've done over 100 gigs yeah easily yeah we'll, well over 100 gigs um i don't know uh, i suppose the, the club that me and sharon used to run cleared 100 goals scored a couple of seasons in a row that was quite well, an achievement a you know. hundred uh,
0: matches that you kept to the floor
1: well yeah yeah we definitely did that what was our longest unbeaten run i don't think that was 100 that might have been 60 odd okay that's remember.
0: still over halfway
1: yeah, that's so true. you were
0: there, true. you were putting yourself down, and really, you've you've either got close or absolutely smashed it multiple times. Yeah, fair
1: enough, fair enough. My wife in the chats there saying, Answer for sigh," pissed his wife off in a day, a hundred times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, that's a hundred bre- breaths when he breathes it, just yeah. one more time that you wind the wife up. Potentially, right?
1: Potentially Graham also says here, he wants to give a shout out to his nine year old at J G B underscore Jackson, who has just released the 50th episode of J G B sports, nine years of age, magazine podcasting and clearing 50 episodes. I think that is fucking incredible.
0: Graham and and his boys are, they are machines when it comes to a podcast. Really, really good. Um, so yeah, amazing for for, for Jackson uh, uh putting out fifty uh, episodes of his show and amazing for Graham and Matt on uh Good Cop Bad Cop. Uh, with um Ryan now, Nishgar as part of the team. Uh they are the the standard bearers for um independent wrestling uh content. So yeah, we we absolutely adore both of them.
1: Yeah, great stuff, man, great stuff uh matt butler at trey butler on twitter he asks you have two options pick one daddy or chips 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 see i don't know because i like my dad but i do like
0: chips yeah exactly can always get another dad
1: what yeah but that that's okay (laughs) okay No, I'm going to go with my dad. <laughs> I'm
0: going to go with chips, because chips are amazing.
1: Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. And Matt also says, I don't need plugging because, as we all know, I'm everyone's favourite Mancunian. You'll get a healthy dollop of my dulcet tones on an episode of the amazing Oysters in the not-too-distant future. So there we go. Look out for a guest spot from Matt there, Mr. Max. Yeah. Uh,
0: and he's also on... Um, He's been on a couple of episodes of The Old Vision uh, from uh, Morty and Fitch, so check them out as well. Uh, yeah, Matt's a, a great guy. Really appreciate him.
1: This one is interesting. Uh, first of all, anything to plug. Nah, I'm lazy. So that clears that one up straight away. Uh, ja, at Yalmor right on Twitter. He says, Is Hogan better as a heel or a babyface? And which version of Hogan would you rather play out? And when he says play out, I'm assuming he means you know let carry on, you know. What would we rather watch? I'm assuming not pretend to be. I'm assuming, Magsy.
0: Yeah, I think, I think for me, Hogan was great as a face Mm -hmm. in the early doors, but when wrestling. Not so much when wrestling changed, but when fans taste uh, in wrestling changed and Hogan was still the the white meat baby face, it, it got old. I think it took a long time to kind of change with the times. But when he did, he absolutely nailed it. And whether you like the man or not, the way he, um, he changed the whole game with, with the NWO and the heel turn, it's... It was fundamental to wrestling being as popular as it was. Um, so, for that, I've got to say that Heel Hogan or early Heel Hogan has to be the best. Yeah. Because it revitalized wrestling, I think. Um,
1: I think a lot of it depends on age as well. Because if you'd asked this question to eight year old me, red and yellow Hogan all day long, yeah. You know, Red and Yellow, Hogan all day long. Now I'm a grown-up and I understand things a little bit more uh, and I'm seeing it, you know, the week-to-week TV on Nitro Nights with Scottish Danny. He or Hogan is just fantastic. Yeah. But I don't think he or Hogan works so well if face Hogan wasn't so good as well because you've got that contrast.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that's with the, the, the ever-old uh, wrestling adage that to be a great... You you need to have been a great face, or vice versa. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: Fair yeah. Point. I I I would probably go with heel Hogan at the moment, but you can ask yeah. me again tomorrow. My mind may may be different. I don't know. So
0: that being said, I do like going back to um early nineties, um, late eighties Hogan, and just seeing how how much the crowd loved that. Oh game. yeah, yeah. So. Both Hogans, suppose. The, the one Hogan. Hogan that we hate is the real human, terrible air, and his incredibly racist, self-centred dickishness.
1: There we go. Yep. Sharon in the chat there. We <laughs> shall never forget the New World <laughs> Organisation. That yeah, was he brilliant. Ne- he nearly screwed up that promo, didn't he? My goodness. Yeah. Uh, Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. He says, what's your favourite alcoholic drink?
0: Okay, I mean, I'm not a massive alcohol drinker much now, but I do like uh, a good whiskey, uh, bourbons especially. Uh, there's one uh, called um, American Honey Wild Turkey that is absolutely amazing. Uh, but probably my very favorite is uh, a whiskey called Sheepdog, which is peanut butter flavored whiskey. That is amazing. That does yeah, sound. It's, nice. it's yeah. as it's as good as it sounds. It's not overpowering. peanut butter. It's just a little hint of it, and it's just yeah. It's just a, a very smooth drop.
1: Yeah, that does sound nice. That does sound nice. Uh, I'm a lager light for me, mate. Mm-hmm. I'm just an uncultured lager swilling moron, basically. <laughs> I mean, my favorite any my...
0: lager, no matter what kind of lager. You uh, no.
1: It. See, I don't know. I don't know about any lager. If I if if you know money volume etc dictates as well doesn't it and you know depending on what i'm doing the next day it takes upon what i drink as well but i mean if i've I'm got to pick 87
0: something... pence on me what is the strongest <laughs> alcohol i can get for this no it's not like that do you um, have any tenant special brew in the oh store god
1: that stuff is rancid
0: oh, do you have any carlsberg super strength please oh, let's oh, the, t- is it tenants
1: x as well the black can that's just got an x on it have you ever tried that oh
0: that pours out that syrup.
1: Yeah, we had some of that at a festival once and it got warm and it was horrible, mate. Honestly, we were just bleh, not good. Um, if, if you're talking ales, which Rob is because he's there promoting himself in in our second segment today, saying uh, you can get uh, a new favourite by logging on to Tartarus's website and using the promo code UTTpodcast15 to get 15% off an amazing beer. Now, when it comes to ales, I really, really enjoy um, Golden Glory from the Badger Brewery. That is okay. gorgeous. I love that. But I don't tend to find it in many places around Gloucester anymore. Used to be like literally in the supermarkets everywhere. But now it seems that they
0: stopped the Golden Champion
1: instead, which I'm not as fond of. So.
0: Okay. I've never been a fan of any ale tap, alcohol. Mm.
1: Well, I, I, I like trying different ales but I don't like them too heavy or the darker ones tend to be heavy as well. This one's this one I can drink and have a bit of a session on. It's really nice, you know, but you know, a bit more finicky with that sort of stuff, I suppose, but there we go. We come to the football section that we mentioned at the very top of the show, because it's that time of the week again, total steve on our 100th live episode. And Steve-O asks for Mags, how did you feel after the city game?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it earlier. It was kind of like a, a, a bring down to, to Earth after the hearts of the the championship season. It was expected. Uh, I think 3-0 against a team like Man City with the, the, the stars that they've got. I don't think it's an embarrassment. Um, but yeah, you're just hoping for new a new season um, and a new outlook with with our company in charge that maybe we could have got something, but I'm not disheartened by it. I think, uh, I think Burnley will still do still do really well. Uh, everyone who um, I've looked at, it, uh, who's doing predictions, have got Burnley not only surviving, but actually surviving very, very comfortably. Uh, and I agree with that. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm okay with it. Mm. Okay.
1: Uh, I I watched I watched the game with the the brilliant volley live with the boys there. I thought
0: Bernie at times looked pretty bloody good. Mm-hmm. I thought got, that, that a, got a a great a company's done amazing to rebuild that team. Absolutely yeah. amazing. After all the the bigger stars left uh, for for pastors, Dewey was. The, the squad was decimated and he's done really well um, in in a year to turn it around and, and have a, an exciting but importantly young team. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's done a great job. He's done a really mm-hmm. good
1: job. Yeah. I think there's going to be many sides that go to turn more and really struggle to get anything there. I fully expect United yeah. to go there and struggle.
0: I mean, Burnley have always had a reputation of being anti-football, uh, punt it forward and um, uh, just, just be a, a tough place to go uh, in terms of playing football. But now we've got a team that play well; that they're, they're exciting to watch. But I think they'll still be a challenge for a, a lot of teams. So yeah, yeah, I think we'll we'll do okay.
1: I think that press is going to rattle a lot of sides as well when they try and play it from the back. But there we go. Yeah. Uh, Steveo also asks, and I know Sharon's already answered this in the chat uh, elsewhere for Sai when would you consider going to download again? Now, Sharon in the chat further up said when 30 seconds to Mars headline, because that is one of the <laughs> bands that she absolutely adores. And I would, cons- I would consider it for that maybe a day ticket or something like that. Um, to go with the wife cause she adores them and they do put on a good show. It's not the later albums. Ain't really my cup of tea. But, you know, if they do put on a good show and seeing Sharon enjoy herself at something, like that, I-, I love being there to see her enjoy herself. For me personally, though, for me personally, it would take something pretty bloody spectacular to get me back at download. I- I'm you know, By the time next download rolls around, I'll be 43 years of age. It's a lot of walking, and I'm a fat dude with bad knees. It's it- it's hard. You can't muster it anymore, work. folks. Oh, mate,
0: it's hard he- work. Sir S- yeah. lacks his his pap and his slippers and his in oh, his house court.
1: Pretty much, mate. Pretty much, the festival I go to every year now is fantastic. I can walk to my tent in. Yes, he
0: goes to a jazz festival. You can now. get
1: fucked if I ever. <laughs> turn some, honestly, if anyone I know owns a gun and catches me talking like that, shoot me in the fucking face. Oh Sir enjoys
0: opera now in, in his old no, age.
1: Not really, um, really download we'd have to have a day where something was spectacular. So a list of bands that I adore all playing the same day. Cause I don't think I, you know, the, the stars aligning like that would be incredibly rare or, um, a band that's a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine is, is poison. So the big hair band from the eighties, basically pop music with guitars, very cheesy, very over the top. doesn't really fit in with a lot of the heavier stuff I listen to, but I've always got a soft spot for them. You know, the eighties glammy side of things and I've never seen them. And they're literally one of the last bands left on my big list of bands I wanted to see. Um effectively when me and Sharon got together and we've ticked them all off one by one. If Poison play download, I'd have to get a day ticket. Cause I don't know if i will ever get to see them again. That would that would, otherwise you're looking at Summit astronomical like sebastian back back with skid row or something like that but it would take a lot for me to go back there steve to be honest because it is hard work mate guarantee me a bit of sunshine might change my mind
0: <laughs> all all those just sound a lot words to me um, that's like because you just said a work. lot of words <laughs> that made no
1: sense uh, well steve i'll get it steve will get it uh steve also asks um to the both of us here when was your favorite period of wrestling Max you go first mate because oh, I find this incredibly difficult.
0: I mean it's it's not a hard shout to go for the Attitude Era um just because that was probably when I was he- the most heavily invested um but in reality it's probably the late 80s early 90s when I first got into into wrestling um because that was when I would watch it with my gran, uh, mm-hmm. and her favourites would be my favourites, and yeah, I think so. That's that's what I kind of hearken back to more often than not is like the late eighties, early nineties stuff.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um, for me, it's quite tricky because I watch so much of all sorts of stuff. I can't pick because I think there's good and there's bad in every. I mean, the Actually is a perfect example. We remember it so fondly, but you actually yep. go back and watch it properly. There's oh, a yeah. lot of it's shit. It's, it's, yeah. raw it's, it's raw. It's very raw. A pet. lot of crap. Um, I obviously, I'm a big fan of the '80s territory days, and you know when wrestling was wrestling. I'm going to jump on my Jim Cornette, you know, soapbox now and uh, talk about that when when wrestling was real wrestling. But um, I'd like to give a shout out actually. funnily enough, for, for potentially today not necessarily from an exact personal standpoint but i mean AEW. 95 percent of eight no that's that's wrong not like a lot of what AEW does isn't for me but i still enjoy the shows i still enjoy the pay-per-views and i get to watch it with my wife and my youngest daughter and that's a big yeah. thing for me so i'd probably say i get as much enjoyment out of wrestling today watching it you know especially with charlie getting invested i mean she, she bathes for blood, Charlie. She loves John Moxley. When the glass comes out and the barbed wire, she's proper into it. And I'm looking at this beautiful, cute little 13-year-old lass like, Jesus, what's going on here? You know, but um, I get so much enjoyment out of watching wrestling today because I get to do it with Charlie. Yeah. Probably even more so than when I was younger myself. So I, I'm very critical of today's product, but I probably put today's product up there as one of my favorite times because of that.
0: Yeah, because of you spending it with... With your family and all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100% understand that.
1: Yeah. Uh, but if I had to be really finicky, I'd probably say Jim Crockett Promotions, 1989. But there we go. Um, <laughs> Steve O finally says, I always ask this, where do you guys see SJP World Media and Chain Wrestling by the next 100 episodes?
0: Oof. I mean, I, th- I've, I always feel that if you put... If you put lofty goals on and you don't Uh achieve them It's it's, it can be disheartening so and any podcast that i've been involved in i've never thought i want to be at this spot by a certain amount of episodes because yeah if you don't reach it you get you get disheartened and it, it can you're doing it to gain numbers and listens rather than doing it for enjoying um so um for me um if we get to episode two hundred, I just thought we're still enjoying doing it. If mm-hmm. it, if it has become a massive, um, just a cultural phenomenon, that's brilliant. But if it's still just us and our little group of uh, CWF, I'd be more than happy um, yeah. because I enjoy doing it as as it is. Um, so yeah, I don't have any particular goals for for the next hundred episodes, just to keep having fun.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, having fun is the main thing. You know, that's the big, the big thing about it. I love, I love doing this show. I love the interactions on the live recordings and so on. Uh, even though sometimes, weirdly, I still get
0: nervous, Magsy. I got nervous today. Okay, is like it, literally half hour before, that, before. my camera was closed, and it was like, "Uh oh." what's going on no
1: no 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 i calmed down a bit then because i thought shit what do i do if he doesn't turn up i had to think then but before i had to think (laughs) i went downstairs i spoke to sharon i felt nervous when i was talking to sharon saying okay i'm gonna go upstairs now and set up and i don't know why because it's 100 episodes i should i should be over that by now and most of the time i don't have because
0: it is a it's a it's a big number maybe Uh, yeah maybe a monumental one
1: no i don't think i
0: i don't i can't say i've ever really got that nervous about a podcast. Okay. Um, I just get excited. I get giddy. Yeah.
1: I well, that's good. That's good that you get excited. Um, I, like I said, I love doing this show. I love, as long as I'm enjoying talking about the things I'm talking about with the people I'm talking about them with, then I just want to carry on doing what I'm doing. And that, like Maxie said, if something catches on and, exp- I mean, the Dr. Who pod, for example, it, every show on the WWE, WWE network, sorry, every show on the SJP world media network is on the main feed, obviously. But it also has its own separate feeds, because we've got people who may like wrestling but don't like Doctor Who and so on, so it's easier for them just to listen. Yeah, The Doctor Who pod's doing fantastic stuff on its own feed now, but it's took a year to get there. And that makes me proud. But it's not the be-all and end-all. I still carry on regardless. Um, There are a couple of things I want to do with regards to the network. I mean, first of all, I'm loving the fact that by having the network and, in theory, being i like to think as helpful as i can be it's a platform for people to try podcasting for the first time (laughs) or if or try doing their own show for the first time or try something different for the first time you know a bit of Uh, creative freedom exactly exactly that that i love um i hope that at some point you know in the future that people are excited when they see the the notification drop another new show is out and we're getting that on a daily basis we've had shows come and go and more shows come in and so on and i hope that gets to a point where we are doing that on a daily basis but again it's more of an idea rather than a ambition or, or a goal i suppose mm-hmm. yeah a yeah. th- couple of things i definitely want to happen however I want more subscribers for the YouTube channel, especially now the volley is on board as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have um, Benny Mack also talking about doing more live content going forward when his new job has settled down and so on. I I want more live content out there and I want more interaction because I I love the way that this, this operates. So more subscribers is something that I've I've got got a number in in my mind, but just, just more just growing, I suppose, going forward. And secondly, um, the web, the website itself designing a website for the for the uh the whole network and having everything in one place for people and also the merchandise side of things so this is something i want to touch on later on but might as well bring it up now. uh t public is our merchandise supplier i'm not going to bad mouth them they've been brilliant to me however i know there are faults with the way they operate their carriage charges are very high if you don't get the products when they are running a sale the prices can be very high and i can't control any of that and that frustrates the shit out of me so ultimately at some point in the future I I want to go to I want to make everything cheaper for everybody else I don't want people to buy merchandise for the shows so I can go oh yeah brilliant I've made x amount of money this month covering the costs of running the network would do me and we've not done that once in the whole time we've been doing it but we've come close a couple of times but covering the cost of running the network so I'm not paying out of my own pocket or anything like that it would be great. So we can do that potentially with advertisers, sponsorships, merchandise sales, whatever, Patreon stuff going forward is all these ideas are in the pipeline. But again, it all comes back to time. Maxi, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It's almost like I need to take a month off podcasting to prepare for what I want to do podcasting. Yeah. But I can't get the balance right. And so on, but these are all ideas that I've had some are new, some are old and they're not going away. It's just getting to the point where we,
0: get them done. You can implement them, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in an ideal world, we produce all of the merch in-house. Sharon can do 99% of it, but the big thing is, we can't do the t-shirts yet. So we can't do anything from that aspect because the t-shirts is the big thing. But anyway, that's a conversation potentially for another time. But that's kind of where I see it, you know, in in another 100 episodes' time, just making more steps to make it fun for everybody and and get more and more people involved, I guess, Maxi. Yeah, that's
0: a great way of talking it
1: Uh, steve-o also says i hate self-promoting which is nonsense steve-o you should self-promote because you're bloody brilliant (laughs) at what you do
0: he is he is so good
1: uh he says i hate self-promoting but i present along with jason an award-winning youtube channel at elite fpr talking all things fantasy football and talking passionately about what's happened this season is the first time in three years we can both settle with a schedule and present together which is brilliant stuff and mm-hmm. i've watched the fpr we've got our own uh, fantasy football league We can get the code on our social medias and so on to join whenever you like for the network um i don't expect to do very well in it but it's a good bit of fun i listen to these guys and look in the chat when they're talking on their shows my word they, these guys know so much about what they're talking about. And Steve-O's own podcast yeah, as well, the Total Stevo podcast, talking music yeah. and all sorts, is just absolutely superb as well, Max, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, he's always been a guy who has... I've always been interested in in hearing what he's got to say. Um, he's, he, he's very self-denigrating. He never bigs himself up, but no. uh, I am always interested in his opinions and his thoughts. And even... The, even when I don't particularly like the things that he's talking about, like for instance, a lot of his uh, music is something I would never ever um, listen to, but seeing him enjoy the music Mm -hmm. and seeing him talk about the subjects that he talks about uh, and listening to his passion, it makes me feel passionate about the, the things I'm interested in. So yeah, I think Steve always, he's got, such an infectious personality. He's very down to earth. Um, and I am not surprised that Elite FPL has done as well as it is. Um, yeah. because him and Jason are just absolutely brilliant horse. They they're so knowledgeable, um, but yet still very, very relatable. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I adore Steve. I think he's a brilliant guy.
1: Yeah. And uh, he does actually continue here as well with here talking of his own podcast at Total Stevo. Season four starts Tuesday, looking back at the office and extras. And not gonna lie, I've loved recording the two so far. Brilliant stuff. I also cool. do a lot of bonus ones talking about what's happened in my life for comic relief. And steve-o i can't wait to hear the the office podcast that he's doing um, extras i've seen as well but i love the office anyway so i can't wait to hear him talk about because i know how passionate he is and he loves that show he loves a lot of what ricky gervais has done mm-hmm. so i'm really looking forward to hearing the, those shows there i think it's gonna be good crap magazine isn't
0: it? yeah absolutely steve was uh, another great content creator in, in our little group
1: 100 yeah, uh, percent. we have a tweet here from the volley at the volley show which you can catch on SJP World Media <laughs> keep your eyes peeled all over at the social media accounts during the week to find out what games are being covered that weekend and they say simple question what is your favourite moment combining wrestling and another sport like when Rain Rooney had a feud with Bad News Barrett Rain for Rooney yeah I got I got more tangled up there. Didn't I? I put my teeth in like when <laughs> Wayne Rooney had a feud with Bad News Barrett, for example.
0: Yeah, that mm. one was ridiculous. Um, yeah,
1: it's got a bit tight. Probably Matt.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, he he, he he was only in and out for for like that one little period. though. for me, I like the Pete Rose stuff with Kane. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, uh, and year in year out, uh, where he'd enter the rumble and get. Chalk slammed out of his shoes and stuff like. that. Uh, yeah, I think I'd go with that. Pete Rose.
1: Yeah, I suppose you could open it up a little bit past just uh, another sport and go to celebrity involvement as well.
0: Okay, um, Kevin Federline winning <laughs> the <a> match. In. <laughs> no, I mean, oh, there's so many um, celebrities that have really took to wrestling. I mean, mm. loving all him, Logan Paul. Um, yeah the guy is a natural in the ring and he's not had a bad match yet it's as simple and clear as that there are there are wrestlers on the WWE roster that would dream of having the matches of the quality of, of logan paul and the guys is is, is wrestle what five matches or something like that yeah. so it's, it's ridiculous um so but yeah i mean the, the fact that celebrities get involved in wrestling is just a is something that's always like amazed me because it's very, very niche
2: mm-hmm.
0: is wrestling and the, for it to be in mainstream media that just shows that maybe we aren't the the geeky little nerds in the corner that there's more of us wrestling fans than than we actually think.
1: Yeah. W did some good stuff uh, in the nineties, didn't they?
0: They they well, broke they broke the mould for involving Basically mainstream media going on talk shows and the 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 stars of the NBA being involved. I mean the the, Kevin Green from the NFL. Yeah, that that was good as well. The NWR NASCAR
2: car.
1: Yeah, yeah. First shape. Lots of good stuff there, and obviously we have um, you know talking celebrity wise. You know Pamela Anderson in '95, '96. Anytime Pammy from the the nineties jenny mccarthy yeah uh, that's good tv bad, for me
0: bad bunny as uh, sharing in the chat says uh, Very true. william shatner, william shatner. <laughs> john stewart costing scene of the title oh yeah bloody hell
1: uh the volley also continues and of course promoting the volley hosted by dan griffin conor mccabe and matt lewis here on sjp world media youtube and podcast versions definitely yep. make sure you're subscribing there
0: so if you subscribe to this channel now, whilst you're watching this, yep. you will also get the volley live thrown in. I mean, that's what you win. need.
1: That's what you've got to be doing. Uh, Matt Willis at Matt, the Matt Attack UK. He says, rare for me to post <coughs> publicly, but here we go. Yeah, that's true. Cause I normally get a WhatsApp two minutes before we go live. Don't I Max? You do. You <laughs> Matt says, what's been your favorite moment in the last 100 episodes of chain wrestling?
0: Oh, I always that's go back. Drinking. No, I always go back to, uh, you can't go around naming strangers <laughs> cocks. <But laughs> yeah. Every, every now and again, I will look up the video for that Joe Wilkinson uh, poem on um, 8 hour 10 Cats Does Countdown. And every time it makes me absolutely mm. just piss laughing. So that's my favourite. You can't go around naming strangers cocks
2: No, yeah,
1: there you go um i was gonna say that's very difficult for me to pick and it is cause i've got so many memories and moments and just times when i've literally sat here and thought this can't be good audio for people listening on the <laughs> podcast because all i'm doing is literally l- laughing but i'm doing that silent laugh because i'm laughing so hard where somebody has said something in the chat or you've cracked me up or whatever but if i had to pick one to call my favorite moment it, it actually becomes incredibly easy if I have to pick one, and that's when you came back from your little time away, and we had the okay. very very first show with you returning to Chain Wrestling after what would it have been six weeks potentially? Yeah. something like that. And at one point we when were I went
0: mental.
1: Waters. Okay, you say that, not I, but <laughs> but yeah, that that show when you came back and. Uh, even the audio version editing the audio version of that show i just had a smile on my face the whole time because it was me and you again and getting charlie involved in the little audio introduction that i made at the beginning of that episode and so on, that's that if i had to pick one that'd be it i think so
0: there we go So you've made my pick seem very selfish now after well, all I'm, that but to be fair mate
1: i've, I've not <laughs> gone away have i so you can't miss me because I never that go is, away. That is
0: true. That <laughs> is true.
1: <laughs> uh, Matt also says, I want to promote at Good Bad Wrestle, which we spoke about earlier on, didn't we, with Graham and so on as well. Brilliant show there. At Game Junkies Pod and at Dungeon Junkies. The last one got us through the pandemic. And this bit is mm-hmm. lovely. He says, yeah. As did Sai and his lordship. Thank you for 100. What? Well, that means a great deal and thank you no. very much yourself.
0: Firstly, yeah. Thank you, thank you for, for being with us on this journey. I mean Matt he, he was so integral to me even being a podcaster in the first place. Um so he's always been the kind of the 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 benchmark setter. So Matt, I I can't thank you enough for not only introducing me to, to creating content like this, but supporting everything that we've done. Um, yeah, you are an absolute star, and I wouldn't change you for the world.
1: Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, that's, I think, Magsy, all I have from Twitter. Unless I've missed anybody, which you can now call me I, out on.
0: I don't think so. I think you've got got them all, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, guys we massively appreciate just everything that you do for the show uh getting involved um it's just yeah it's just we, it's amazing thank you very very much yeah right, and right. size now got off that's amazing um i don't know if that's say si or if that's me
1: i'm i'm still am i still here can you hear i still here I?
0: we've got a we've got a black screen ah there we go there, there we, we go, go
1: there we go am i here are you here is everyone here
0: i'm definitely here definitely
1: okay all right fair enough
0: um don't know what I king pig's has said in the chat uh all this talk of podcasts i want to podcast lol. then just do it i mean yeah um a lot of people will will sit and and kind of like overthink their ideas of a podcast and uh, don't do it don't do that just start practicing now recording your voice um Get a subject that you're absolutely passionate about uh, and just talk away about it. It's just, mm. You can't go wrong. You absolutely can't go wrong. Um, you will get better as time goes on. And your first few episodes will be absolutely dog shit. Um, Brilliant. <laughs> no, but they are. I mean, I I, I'm, I, will easily admit that the first few episodes that I did um, were, were bad because I was very conscious of what i was saying it it was almost very it was almost too scripted um probably too over edited very like um very picky about getting every um and r out of the audio yeah it it ended up up not sounding natural so yeah you'll you will get there and go for it and if you need any advice send me a message um not blowing my own trumpet but i have given a lot of people uh advice and hopefully it's all been good uh, in in creating podcasts so yeah if you need any advice or uh to run any ideas uh past yeah go for it
2: yeah and definitely.
0: straight away he said he has a plan so yeah uh, definitely do it there you go uh,
1: And i know a network that might carry it as well
0: exactly anyway. Matt, <laughs> you, you are welcome to join on the volley at any time
1: there we go uh, speaking of which shall we scan through the chat Magsy before we actually get on to talk a little bit of wrestling
0: we shall there's quite a lot to go through let's get right back to the top I'm going to skip over all the times with, uh, where the uh, Mrs. Mags was absolutely rinsing me uh, oh but really I will say
1: that that's not fair
0: it, it is fair because she's just bullying me Uh <laughs> But she does say I have to go now, uh, and she got more love than I got. <laughs> when, when <laughs> both of us get them when we're on the show, uh, Ben says we're not allowed to mention the quiz. I think you you held yourself admirable, but you just came up against a, a better team, Ben. Unfortunately, um, then Dan says Cam can't make it tonight, but he says congratulations, even though he did make it and and um, said uh, well done on drinking the drinking the 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 cordial. Pepsi, horrific yeah. mix. It's still um, sat
1: there, mate.
0: Sad drew a picture of a wolf mauling a man during that. I, I
1: did. That I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I got like yeah.
0: <laughs> Says, "Hey, you See the ref still enjoying my holes, but I had to pop in and say a massive, massive congratulations on 100 episodes. It's still, it's still amazing that we've actually got to 100. Here's yeah. to the next 100. Uh, 100. I appreciate that." um Dan's uh, WF uh, Dungeon will be Aldo Mattaya. Oh, why? What a throwback! Doink, Gold Dust, uh, Mantle the Prick, Undertaker, and Vampire Warrior. Yeah,
2: fuck
0: um,
1: Mantor.
0: Yeah. I mean, this, you don't wish death on anyone, but he's it, no, not no, going to no. be missed. No, no. He's not going to be missed. Um well, we've had the one from Cam where he actually did pop in. Uh, Dan Griffin's uh, 95, do we see One-man gang, Vader, Scott Norton, Eddie Scott Norton's a good shout. Very underrated, Scott, Scott Norton. Mm. Um,
1: Danny loves Cam... Scott Norton on Nitro Knights. Absolutely adores him.
0: Yeah, he's a great wrestler. Uh, Cam says, to add to his Dossa persona, he does sometimes have a sip of cordial before the water goes in. Oh, God, that's That's grim. That is why good. would you do that? That would rot your teeth, surely. It rot your insides, uh, yeah. That's that's like pickling. Um, oh. anyway, it says catch the audio episode in the week and Have a great evening, thank you very much, sir. Um, King's Big Butler said he's now moved on from Barry. Arbit, oh. So, fuck, fuck Barry, lol. Oh, yeah, dear. He, okay. He, I think he's on a disco inferno kit right now, or, <laughs> or um, the last one that's in. Um, Matt says the volley live graphics are uh designed by uh King Pig Brothers. Yeah, he's a graphic genius. Matt says, Dan says he ate a pie live at halftime, which is brilliant. <laughs> halftime pie club for laugh. Um
1: that's what they're calling there, the people who joined them because a big debate started, Maxie, about pies and so on on the first uh well, on the on the Man City Burnley episode, actually. And Connor being from the States didn't get Having savoury pies because everything on that side of the water is is
0: sweet, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What what you should do at half time on there is cover at footy scrands on uh, Twitter because they have some great and horrific football uh, match pie, uh <laughs> food. So, um, Dan also says uh, I know a guy who drank a hundred Godfather cocktails in. In a week in my old local, fucking hell! He must have just been permanently pissed. Permanently. Well, it wasn't me. Just so. <laughs> so yeah, have definitely done a hundred hours of podcasting in the week before.
1: Uh, I read that, and I've I had a little think about it, and I don't think I have because that's a lot. I've probably done. I, I might have far. done. Uh, if you count watching the shows, research, editing, and so on, maybe not. I wouldn't say a hundred, but. I imagine there'd be some weeks where I've done many, many hours. Should we say?
0: Yeah. Um, James says 40 snooker break is solid. Um, I used to play in a snooker league and to get 40 breaks at that level is stuff of legends. Yeah, I mean, it's not something I could do constantly or consistently. Um, but yeah, I've had a 40 odd. So yeah, that's uh, a big claim to fame. Uh, Dan said phenomenal effort from young Jackson for getting to uh, 50 episodes. Yep. Um, Jackson um uh, JGB that's really confusing to say isn't it? JGB um
1: yeah I struggled with it
0: Matt says good cop, bad cop episode 250 I mean look at that 250 250 episode really taking taking the just our glory away from us oh. a bit selfish that <laughs> stop um, stealing our thunder exactly uh, <laughs> Mags, uh, you can always get another dad. Uh, He did. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, And then he says, the old sheepdog. Yeah, try that, sir. Sheepdog whiskey. It's really, really good. Um, Then (laughs) face, blue smiling. I don't know what that's about. Uh, King, pig's bladders, um, genital metal. Amazing. Sharon thinks uh, today's wrestling is the best, said Adam Cole, Hangman Page, uh Jay White Roman Reigns, Kenny <laughs> Mega, <laughs> the books, Car, Black. I mean, if if you're looking at it in terms of technical skill, yeah, there's no mm. doubt that that this is the best generation. But is that at is is that at the detriment of storytelling? Mm, I think I think it may be.
2: Yeah, I Maybe. think so.
0: Uh, and then uh, King Pig Valley says no CM Punk, and uh, Sharon says I'll get a ban if I if I say what I'd like to say about uh, about CM cunt. How many times
1: putting your might hand over your mouth doesn't make it okay? <laughs> it, it does
0: for the people who, who, who are trying to lip read. Uh, Sharon says, "Oh, uh, oh yeah, they're, they're the issue." Celebrity readers, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the damn lip readers. Bastards. Um, <laughs> Sharon says, uh, in terms of celebrities, bad Bunny is awesome. And then William Shatner, uh, Max says, I met him cry. Um, it means so just coming from the heart. So you've been, a, uh, an absolute star and we all appreciate you being around. Um, Sharon then said the screen behind us disappeared. Yeah. It was, uh, mm. I mean, what would an episode of chain wrestling be if we didn't have some sort of internet technical issues? Hmm. yeah um King Pig Valley says he's in talks to starting a, a podcast well yeah well if, if that's the case let us know and uh we'll we'll all give it a listen and uh critique it for you um Matt says of course me and uh and you say si, are always welcome on Valley we uh we appreciate it just barge in I mean yeah we we have that power to do so <laughs> uh
1: I I couldn't do that though I f- I feel horrible doing that
0: what, diving in on someone else's podcast? Yeah. Just go in, take over, wreck the gaff, and then just leave again. <laughs> that's that's what we should do. We should do a running one day. Um, you reckon? <laughs> Matt says, uh, good cop, back up here by us to a pub quiz. Oh, ah, well that's stealing, the, that's stealing the thunder of Rantamasters Masters uh, or uh, Martin Fitch, so maybe we'd I- have to go on there.
1: I think that would be the, uh, the the neutral ground, wouldn't it? It would have yes, to be via would. Morty and Fitz, wouldn't it, I think? But I know they've Sharon, got a backlog and a queue of people waiting to get on there. So
0: so we'll have to... I mean, we can always bully us way to the front. Like, Do you know who we are? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sharon says she's got the login details, so she might just invite herself Um king's pigs by the official sponsor of uh, sjp world media live content absolutely uh, james has dipped out to watch joe wilkinson's poem so good however not seen that before it, when you get jimmy Carr and sean lock crying yeah. because of, of how funny you are you are a comedy god and yes. it's just brilliant it's just abs- i'm gonna name you captain birds <laughs> that's <laughs> amazing absolutely amazing
1: I may attach that on the end of the audio version when whenever it comes out because like I said, I go away tomorrow morning, so I don't, I've got no idea when I'm going to get a chance to do that. But it will be out it it tonight. You know,
0: it be It'll be out tonight. tonight, folks.
1: I don't know about that.
0: Um, <laughs> Matt says 250 episode will be a non wrestling episode. Uh, um, and then um, Sharon says that that pop turn. Uh, Martin Fitch never invite me to anything. Oh, he never fucking invite me to anything. Well. Got to be in the cool gang, I'm afraid, Matt. I mean, we, you know, a couple of guys who might be able to get you in. Let's just say,
1: I hope you don't mean me. I've got no swing at all with anyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've no (laughs) swing with anyone at the SJP World (laughs) Media Network, and it's your thing,
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly, mate. Oh, thank you so much to everybody for joining us. Uh, well. Again, at this earlier time and on an an odd day of the week because just the way it drops with holidays and so on. So many people in the chats and brilliant comments. The fact that everyone just gets on as a conversation amongst themselves as well as talking to us is just absolutely superb. I say it every single week, but I genuinely mean it. This show is your show. Without you, this doesn't exist. It's as simple as that. But Maxi, we've got three wrestling matches
0: to discuss. Certainly fucking hell.
1: And we're getting on. Why is Stevo? When it when this when this comes out, the audio version comes out. Steve-O, I know, is going to see the little number next to it. I think he uses Pod Republic. It's going to come up with a little number next to it saying how long the show is, and he's going to love it because that he gets. He says, whenever it goes over two hours, he genuinely gets excited. He says. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and now with his new job as well, you um, will have plenty of time to listen to it as well. So there we go. Uh, anyway, let's crack on. Mm, let's get ready to
1: now then i suppose we both won the poll what are you laughing uh, at, like?
0: no. oh we both lost the poll
1: oh yeah that's true that's true we had a third option this week basically saying all of it will cover bloody everything and that of course won hugely yeah. And it's not going to come back as a weekly thing, so don't. Suggest <laughs>
2: Can <it>. you
0: imagine? <laughs> There'd be no point in us pointing a that out. We just said these are the two matches we're covering next week.
1: Yeah, not going to happen. It's a special occasion, being chain wrestling live 100. So there we go. Uh so we have three separate matches to talk about, which we will rate out of ten individually. And then I suppose by that, you know, in the nature of the beast, we can rank them in order of our preference by our by our number of scores, Max, can't we? I suppose
0: we can. I mean we can that makes it makes absolute number sense. It does. Figuratively it does. speaking. <laughs> um, where do you want to start? I think we should make this uh, a shit sandwich. So we'll start with a good something relatively good. Then the evening gown match in the middle. And then something relatively good at the end. Okay. No worries. We'll start so, with your bag of bollocks first. Uh, we'll, go, we'll go for like, your absolute wank first.
1: You are winding me up. You are, We're going to fall out about this. Do you, you know, know that this, this
0: match that we are covering for you was Dave Meltzer's first ever American five-star match? Right. Yeah, I'm just saying. Did you know that?
1: I didn't know it was his first, but I knew it was a five-star match. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into exactly why it's fucking brilliant now, shall we?
0: Let's do it, then. (laughs) Sorry, just
1: in in the chat there, Sharon is saying, Dan's been quiet. I might send him a Cody gif. (laughs) Dan Griffin's
0: response. (laughs) Bugger off, Sharon. I'm on the (laughs) phone. on the phone. And then beep, 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 beep. Fucking adrenaline on the phone. (laughs) Oh, dear. Dan, why is Cordy Rhodes' theme playing in the background? Sorry, Mum.
1: We head back to the 14th of February, 1986. We are in Orlando, Florida, and we are at Battle of the Belts 2, promoted by the NWA via Championship Wrestling from florida the main event of that show you can watch the whole show by the way on youtube i mean it's two hours 50 minutes long or whatever it may well be you can watch it and there's there's all sorts of, and it's a real snippet of the time you can see some really obscure shit but also some really good stuff as well it's, it's quite a snippet of what was going on in the territories on that occasion on, on, on that occasion and those times but we're looking at the main event we are looking at barry windham a very young barry windham only 25 here taking on rick flair it, it who, looked about
0: 40 Jeez.
1: yeah when he came out i thought wow he looks young because he's got the long hair and the hairs you know and, and he had that red jacket on that he, he only wore for like the early parts of his career and the first time you got a look at his face he had that stupid mustache and i was like what the hell is he doing
0: <laughs> that was that <laughs> was cool at the time
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it's not it's not a good look uh rick flair at this point i think was already 37 mags
0: now, he looked younger than Barry Wyndham. Yeah, I know. That's crazy, isn't it? And he came out to Easy Lover as well. By Phil Collins. <laughs> Phil Collins. <laughs> of all the songs in the all of the world, for oh. Ric Flair... The, the most philandering human being known to mankind to come out to easy lover. Jesus. <laughs> that's on the nose, that in it, that is on the nose. But it's st- obviously easy lover is,
1: a, is, still a little bit more of an upbeat kind of, it's not a slow ch- song, is it? And, and Flair's still doing everything he would do to his normal entrance music with easy lover playing in the
0: background. It's weird. <laughs> it's very weird. Very, very weird.
1: Ah, uh, uh- Barry Wyndham comes out first, but you know, we don't get the introductions until both guys are in the ring. And then we cut to the back and Ric Flair is cutting a promo that takes a long time. And Wyndham, about halfway through this promo,
0: I'm thinking, shit, Barry Wyndham's just stood in the ring at this point waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but they did that, though, back in the in the um, the mid-80s, early 90s. They, they'd have a promo just before the match. It's really weird.
1: Yeah, it, it is very strange. And Flair's odd in this problem as well, because he's he's, he's bringing out the catchphrases. We're getting the usual stuff that we get from Flair, but it's not the over-the-top shouting, you know, extravagant style that we get later on. He is a heel at this point, but he also is quite popular, and people are still cheering him in certain circles. I think he maybe is trying to sort of toe the
0: line between the two at the same <laughs> t- time in a way, Mags. Yeah, it feels like that, like he's, he's trying to be a tweener.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Eventually, we get Flair out and we have a very fast start by Barry Wyndham shoulder blocks and body slams and so on, which that send Rick sends Rick Flair to the outside to have a little walk around and slow the pace down, which, you know, heel champions often did in this era. Yep.
0: But you also know that Flair is not losing this match because he's wearing green. He's not wearing I thought he was. red. No, he, he. If he's losing, he wears red.
1: Oh yes, sorry. Yes, you're right. Of course. You know that's only a myth as well, don't you? He's won plenty
0: in in red. I know, but I play up to the stereotype. Did you notice his boots as well? Flair's boots. Yeah. Oh, they 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 look like a brand of trainers. It, yeah. They're like Adam. The, the 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 leg bit
1: was like green boot like you would normally have then when it got to the feet it was like black and white almost bowling shoes
0: <laughs> it was really perhaps strange perhaps he lost his his luggage yeah it was really odd
1: uh we get i think this match starts really well and i i i, I always quite come back to you.
0: A, quite a good person um Wyndham's obviously the the faster wrestler, and then when Flair gets in charge, he likes to slow the pace down. Yeah, I think it's a really good start to the to a match. Yeah. I,
1: I always come back to as well, uh, it says wrestling on the marquee. And this to me is wrestling. Mm-hmm. It I I love what we watch nowadays, but we we touched upon it well, Mags, it was yourself who actually said it, that athletically and some of the stuff that people do now is incredible. And and technically it's probably the best era we're ever gonna get. But it affects storytelling. And I think this is a sign here of people telling a story during a match and not needing to do 87 backflips and, and all the the stunts and comedy spots and so on that we get now. I think this is when I I think, when I think not sports entertainment, but when I think pro wrestling, this is the kind of thing I think
2: of.
0: Yeah. And I, I think the, the goals of the wrestlers, uh, nowadays seem to be different um in in this this period the the late it is the goal was to leave the audience wanting more so that yeah. they come back and you, everybody makes more money uh and i think now a lot of wrestlers have the the mindset of they want to do things that nobody's done before um to to get those the clicks and the views on on social media uh, and like I said, it it for me it feels that storytellers took a back seat because of that. Mm-hmm. It's more about the spot and it's more about um getting the this is awesome or holy shit chance when when yeah. back in these times it, that that wasn't a thing. This was about keeping a crowd invested, keeping um um the the roller coaster of emotions going and telling the story in the ring. Uh, and then setting up for the next next time that the, mm-hmm. the 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 wrestlers are in town.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and this to me is is great wrestling. As I said, we've got some hammerlock exchanges. Um, Rick Flair uses a drop toe hold to take Wyndham down at one point, but I think Barry Wyndham for the opening, probably the opening ten minutes, is kind of in control. Max isn't he? And mm-hmm. even Flair tries Wyndham counters, and again, it's it's wrestling. There's nothing. I think there's nothing unbelievable in this. No, I think everything they're doing looks legit and it's, they're selling it. Well, it to me, it looks like it could be a real sporting contest. What's in front of us here.
0: Yeah, absolutely, it, it, and a lot of it makes total sense. You've got Barry Windham, uh, the bigger, more athletic guy, and then you've got Ric Flair, the, the wily heel, um, trying his best to one up on uh, to get one up on uh, Barry Windham, and Barry always being that one step of a he- step ahead, but Ric Flair having more tricks in his in his arsenal uh and having to use as many of those tricks as possible to to get the upper hand yeah, it it's it's amazing storytelling really well done
1: yeah um barry windham is working flair's arm for quite a period in the opening well probably the opening 15 minutes or so max isn't he? he keeps coming back to those top wrist locks those hammer locks and so on um before but then we get there's
0: a lot of arm bar yeah
1: yeah, yeah, so I mean, there's obviously a motivation for him doing that. I'm not gonna lie, I can't think off the top of my head what that would be because Wyndham's finisher it's not like he, it's not like Flair later on in the match works Wyndham's leg because he's got the figure four in mind. Wyndham hasn't got <laughs> a move that he's gonna go to try and win the match that particularly focuses on the arm, so but it's obviously a plan that he has in his mind, you know, kayfabe wise, so yeah,
0: just to wear Flair down,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a spot here as well where both guys they kind of send each other into the ropes. But Flair, I don't know if he stumbles or if he slipped under the top rope or something like that. And he gets a, a pretty bad, you know, pretty bad bump. One of the ropes gives him pretty se- severe whiplash. And apparently it really yeah. affected him for the duration of this match. And when you watch it, it looks incredibly painful, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. And um, it's, it's just before this that uh, the commentators are talking about how rope burn can be a hazard. Mm. And then, then, um, the, this spot where it is almost like a, a clothesline over the ropes. And then Flair obviously has a little bit of a botch, but yeah, it, it, it did affect him. And you can, you can see the profession, uh, professionality of, of Barry Windham because he gives Flair a moment or two to, to get his bearings back because the last thing you want to do as a wrestler is, is being, carrying someone who's who's a little bit shook up, who's a little bit out of it. So, um, But Flair is ever the professional and, and quickly gets back to to doing what he does best. But, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that even the best in the world can have, have uh, moments where something just doesn't quite go right.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Wyndham almost then, again, to me, it's testament to how talented these guys were back then, how wrestling worked back then, because they call all this in the ring. This isn't a case of we're gonna sit there and go through pages and pages of notes and get in the ring beforehand and practice this spot. They're calling all this in the ring. So what you yeah, see in front of right. you is, it, it, to me, this is a really, really good match. Yeah, and they're and doing it off, off the back minutes. of their own. Yeah, they're doing it off the back of their own ability, as opposed to practice, 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 which I think is
0: incredible. I mean, for for an, uh, a a normal human being to be wrestling day in, day out, week in, week out, and be able to have totally different matches and still call it in the ring, as you said. That's uh, that's so much talent in, in telling stories. Um, the fact that, that these two could go 40 minutes and this yeah. match not look like every other Barry Windham versus Ric Flair match that there's ever been. It's just just testament to how good of performers these two guys were
1: yeah and you mentioned as well the pace early on being quite a good pace i don't think it really settles down either I and mean, also you get the difference in wyndham's offense to flair's offense because of, you know flair's the he or wyndham's the baby face so you, you do naturally have that s- quicker speed with with a good guy in charge and so on mm-hmm. but i don't think overall the match suffers i mean it it, it starts at a good pace and stays there for like the whole 40 odd minutes to me
0: yeah um I mean, it just shows that these two can go uh, um, and and keep that pace going without gassing out. I mean, there's a, a few times where they'll get uh, a breather when they get thrown out to the, the the outside or Flair's doing his typical shenanigans where he's uh, begging, um, and you, you get a little uh, break then. But all in all, the match uh, keeps a really um, mm. a well timed pace. I mean, and I mentioned that this is forty minutes long. It, watching it, you wouldn't think it was forty minutes. It's only no. when the the uh, timekeeper uh, chirps over the the tannoy saying how long the match is is gone, you think, Jesus Christ, is, how has this been twenty five minutes already?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, we get head scissors by Barry Wyndham, which Flair counters into a form of what would become the Regal Stretch, which was look quite quite cool. But he also then tries to roll Wyndham from that submission spot to get his shoulders down on the mat at the same time, to try and get a sneaky <laughs> pin. And Barry Windham has got to constantly fight his way up from that position while still being in a submission hold. And I've just got a line here in my notes saying, this is fucking wrestling. This is wrestling. Yeah. This is what it, it is.
0: It, it was so unique. It's mm-hmm. something that uh, I I've, I've can't ever remember seeing before. And the way Flair was still able to use the heel shenanigans, grabbing the rope and and uh, and and getting the, the extra leverage. Yeah. Um, great great performance and uh props as well to Bill Alfonso as referee I think he does a really good job in this yeah. match um I mean his later days in in um in ECw when he was a dickhead with a whistle yeah uh, I mean I can live living I can live without that but here I think he he's a great third man in this in this match yeah. uh I think he performs his job really well what did you think of the commentary
1: team then seems we're discussing the referee and that we had, we had i think it was gordon Soly and mike graham
0: um i th- i think they were understated enough that they let a lot of the action speak for itself okay um sometimes you get um commentary teams that will explain everything that's going on and you you kind of You don't even have to watch the match. You can literally listen to it because you know what's going on. Uh, But I do like the fact that these were a little bit more understated and that they let the match breathe Mm. rather than than kind of like take over the broadcast with the commentary.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, We have an exchange of punches and chops you know, quite later on into the match. I mean, we've, we just had wrestling up to this point, which is pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah. Barry Windham, uh, gets sent into the corner before applying a Boston crab, and I liked this because he really sat down on this Boston Crab, really pulled back on none of this halfway house bullshit that you see nowadays. It really sat down. He's rocking back and forth, trying to get the submission. So again, yep. it looked, it looked legit. It looked like he was genuinely trying to win the match. Um, Wyndham also at one point applies uh, an abdominal stretch, which again, you can get, you can argue that these are supposed, you know, rest holds. Some people say this is when they're getting their breath back. But again, it looked like, Windham was really talking the pressure, and Flair yep. was fighting to get out of it, which sets aside how brilliant this was. again for me, Maxie.
0: Yep, and I think it's not long after this point where Flair uh, throws Barry Windham out to the floor, and then he, he hits the barricade. And yes, Barry Windham is bleeding. Now he you is. would have thought you would have thought Flair would have been the one to bleed first, but uh, Barry Windham not only I think earlier in the match he was bleeding from his arm. Uh, which is where the, the, uh, the commentary were talking about, raw burn and things like that. But yeah, uh, this is where it's going to start getting good because we've got the crimson masks flowing.
1: That's it. Um, Wyndham takes a knee to the stomach as well. And it's not just a case of he takes the bump, goes down, gets up, goes to the next spot. He's coughing and spluttering and holding his side because he's winded. Somebody knees you in the stomach you lose you you can't catch your breath you you win and barry windham is selling it like he is wind again adding realism to what we're watching not thinking about the next fucking backflip Uh, absolutely rick flair misses a knee drop which gets a huge pop from the crowd because windham then goes straight for applying the figure four before barry uh, windham gets the ropes
0: yeah rick flair's really selling the fact that that missed knee drop hurt his Mm -hmm. leg
1: yeah yeah um Barry Windham also gets a near four from a, from a surprise inside cradle from a body slam attempt from Flair, which he countered, uh, before Flair goes back to the head scissors and then hits a pile driver, but he doesn't quite sink it properly. I mean, my I got a big thing, as people know, about people kicking out of pile drivers at two. I don't mind it in special occasions, big events, whatever. But you see, I mean, I watched Dynamite the other week or Collision the other week with, with Sharon and, and Charlie and I'm fairly certain I saw three pile drivers kicked out of in one tv show and it's just like you're
0: being you're being hit on the top of your head
1: being dropped on your bones yeah
0: in 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 real life you would end up being absolutely knocked out
1: yeah yeah this one kicking out on two it's a big match so i can understand why they might try and get that reaction in there i'm still not a massive fan of it but when you watch it back on the tv it's obvious Flair doesn't get the fu- the power driver properly because Wyndham's half yeah. out of it, it. was on, so they kind so of got that, an that, out. There was a
0: reasoning why they've got uh, yeah. able to kick out. He couldn't get all of the maneuver.
1: Yeah. So again, great storytelling. Uh, yeah. We get a near fall again from Wyndham on a backslide, and I love a good backslide, magsy as you are fully aware <laughs> before the lariat gets hit for the first time Barry Wyndham's running lariat where he spins off the person he's hit afterwards uh Ric Flair looks like he's done but just gets his foot to the bottom rope before the referee counts to three so that again gets a big reaction from the crowd and people are baying for blood here by this point they're thinking you know yeah. Wyndham is going to win the world title here they are really behind this young lad that they're yep. supporting yeah they?
0: he had all the momentum I mean uh you've got flair uh starting to bleed now um yeah it looked, all the 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 match was in barry windham's favor mm. so yeah the yep. crowd were were so invested in this
1: yeah totally and, and to be fair so was i i'm sorry. i mean i, I know the results before
0: oh, i know but i'm dragged and in i, I can 100 tell that you were invested yeah yeah okay. so Hi how can you ta- because it's a dingy arena. It's two wrestlers from <laughs> from the 1840s. Yeah, you were well into eighteen forties. 1840s? <laughs>
1: uh, we get the Ric Flair corner spot where he goes over the top of the turnbuckles and then forced to the outside. Wyndham sends him into the ring post. So we then get, naturally, Ric Flair bleeding, which is yeah. only a matter of time, Mags, wasn't
0: it? I mean, Ric Flair breathes and he starts bleeding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I do like his... his uh, is selling when he's getting slammed into these posts because he's, 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 his whole body is shaking. Um, and it's, it's just skirting the line between making it look like it really is painful and overselling. And I, 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 that's one thing about Ric Flair that I always appreciate. He's so good at at selling and making, uh, making the moves look legitimate. Yeah.
1: Um, we get a, a couple of sleeper spots, one by Flair, one by Wyndham. Um, and when when the sleeper by Ric Flair is applied, we get a very early version of the don't try this at home, don't we? Gordon Soley on commentary is saying, kids, don't do not do this to your friends. This kid's <laughs> <is> very dangerous. <laughs> Which really tickled me. Uh, Ric Flair starts on on one of Barry Wyndham's legs now at this point uh, before applying the figure four. Um, he's using the ropes behind the referee's back again, which is drawing a great reaction from the crowd as always, you know, it's, it's just yeah. a heat magnet at this point, isn't it? Um, Barry Windham counters the figure four, turns it as, as, as you do. Well, um,
0: watching this, it's actually Rip Flair that starts to turn. He yeah. stretches out yeah. his, his arm and like, Oh, Flair. You, you, you went a little bit early, but yeah, it still looks really good. Uh, yeah. and Windham able to reverse the pressure.
1: Yes, um, we get the spot where Flair gets to the top rope, gets caught and thrown off the top rope, which I think might have been the probably the first occasion in this match where somebody's "quote unquote" flown. I guess, mm-hmm. and we've had a, we've had a few moments from Window with a flying lariat and so on, but it's still believable shit. It's not it's not the eighty seven backflips we see now, do you know? yeah,
0: exactly. And, and this is this the era as well where. Uh, top rope moves were outlawed as well because they do mention. Uh, we get a point where Bill Alfonso is taken out uh, when mm. uh, Barry Windham uh, whips uh, Ric Flair into into him, and then Flair throws Barry Windham over the top rope. Now, yes, it was. I know it was a WCW thing for for a while, but uh, I, I I didn't know whether that same rule applied here in in the NWA that over the top rope is a disqualification because Barry Windham is thrown over the top rope and then gets back into the ring and does a a missile drop kick from the top Mm -hmm. rope um, just as uh, uh, Bill is waking up. Um, So I thought, is this that era, that era of wrestling where top rope moves were forbidden?
1: No, um, the the throwing over the top rope was a DQ. That was the way it was for many, many, many years. The moves from the top rope. That was a touch later with like Bill Watts taking over WCW. Yeah. We're looking yeah. at, I think 91, 92 ish. That kind of time. Okay. I think, um, but yeah, Wyndham does that drop kick off. I mean, that's quite a sight, isn't it? The guy's what? Six, six. And he's coming off the top rope, a drop kick. like ah, That's pretty spectacular. And, it, and it's a, it?
0: a really good drop kick as well. Mm. Right on the button. Um,
1: uh, Windham applies a sleeper for a little while. Um, but then when Flair is on the deck, he tries to hit a running splash, but Flair gets his knees up. Yep. Uh, and then from there, Window manages to hit another flying lariat. And you're thinking, okay, is this going to be the finish? So the crowd are going crazy at this point. They are so invested in what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's another two count. Flair gets to the ropes once again. Flair then has a funny moment where he's thrown to the corner. Does his sort of flip over the top rope runs across the apron to get to the other top turnbuckle, but there's a cameraman in the way and he has to kind of bundle past the cameraman as he runs by. But I love that. I thought that looked really good.
0: Yeah. Uh ironically it's not the only time a cameraman gets involved in a match uh in this week's episode of Chain Wrestling because in the in the Hogan versus McMahon match uh a cameraman gets uh beat up and yes. a, and a, and a commentator gets uh, waffled with a chair <laughs> uh but Indeed. we'll get to that later.
1: Uh, we effectively then we come to the finish, don't we? We get a cross body, which takes both of them over the top rope to the outside, mm-hmm. both try and get back in the ring with the everyone pulling them down. The fight carries on, but again, it's nothing over the top or comical or or it's nothing unbelievable everything they're doing yeah. here i i genuinely in env- even even at my age knowing how wrestling works and and the mind for wrestling that i have from all the stuff i i've watched and researched and and, and for podcasts and so on knowing all of that i still bought into what they were doing
0: yeah so they, they both end up getting counted out. Uh, uh-huh. So it's a, a double count out. And if you look up and down this card, there were four seven matches. Four matches ended with double count out. Yeah. And the last three matches on the card all were, were all double count out. That's brave. That is That's
1: brave. Brilliant. Yeah. But this was Having a big s- issue with the territory days. And when they used to do these battle of the belts events, uh, and then the, going into the super clashes later on with the AWA uh, and, and those companies or all world-class all getting involved because there'd be different champions for different companies. Mm-hmm. Nobody would want to drop and, their fucking belts.
0: Exactly. So <laughs> it, it was a, it was a easy way out. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody loses face, but three matches in a row with yeah. that as the finish. That's rough. <laughs> That's, that's some. Correct. That's definitely some dusty booking. Oh, without a date, without a date. Um, Maxie, I'm not
1: gonna lie. This is gonna score very, very highly for me, as you can imagine. Okay. But out of ten, I want to hear your thoughts on it and then your score out of ten.
0: Okay, so this is not my um, era of wrestling that I, I wasn't. A massive fan of the territory days, or not that I wasn't a fan of it, it just it wasn't a thing in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can understand why this was the first ever Dave of five-star match. Um, it's would it fly in in today's wrestling? Probably not. It's certainly a, a match of its era, um but in terms of what i enjoy about wrestling uh, that's fundamentally the the telling of a story um yeah this is this is bang on um so uh, i'm going to hate myself for doing this but i'm going to give barry windham a high score i'm giving this a 10 this was a banger of a match Ten. goodness, I've got 10 I, as well. I really enjoyed it, I really really enjoyed it.
1: I can't believe it. I, I thought when you are still a to give Barry another high score, you are going to say something stupid like a 4. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that oh. is half the barrier, it's took his average now up to about 3. That's,
1: um, that's three. Made my week hearing you say that, it genuinely no, is. It was I a, thought,
0: a really good match, a really really good match.
1: I thought this was going to get marked down, and it, I almost did, because of the finish. But yeah. then I thought, no, because
0: the but finish... But it makes just- sense.
1: Yeah, and it was a tiny moment in 40 minutes of wrestling that I think was believable, hard-hitting, athletic, at a good pace, and I I think, you say, would it fly today? I think if you had two guys who knew what they were doing, you could put a match on for half an hour, 40 minutes, this is a template, in front of a live crowd, and, and, and this would still work. Because I think I think it's of of a good enough pace, and athletically I think it's that good.
0: A certain crowd, maybe. If you were looking at a, a typical WWE or AEW crowd, this match would get boos. Oh, an AEW w- boy, crowd, yeah, because
1: yeah, because I imagine you, you got an AEW show. You're not looking for a wrestling to make sense, are you? You're looking for stunts and you know, yeah, high spots, but. Sharon ooh the triggers have been pulled by half putting the trigger two big tens two big tens
0: hey, it may not be the only time it happens in this show because we've got two more bats at the apple
1: bloody hell I'm going to move on now from Barry Windham before you start saying horrible things because that's made my week um... <laughs> <laughs> you could have the best holiday ever now and it's all going to be
0: a tender our Barry our Windham match indeed mate indeed
1: Ah, uh, so moving on then, or we've got a couple in the chat to look at first. We better add, because we're moving from match to match, aren't we?
0: Okay, so um, we've got um, King Pink's banner saying now uh, they just go to an ad break for five minutes and leave them standing there. Yeah, they chat to the fans whilst they call an ad break. It's ridiculous. Uh, and he also says spot after spot after spot. Um, I mean, this match had spots. Don't get me wrong, but... It wasn't based around the spots; it was based. But around they the made story.
1: sense. That's the big difference. Yeah. They made sense.
0: Uh, James says proper pro wrestling: this Flair versus Wyndham, the next best thing after Flair versus Steve and And um, I want to give a, a little bit of props to James. He uh, he tweeted the the show account with uh, screenshots of him watching all of these matches. Which uh, yeah. uh and we mentioned it before. We love the fact that you guys watch along with us. Uh, and yeah, it's, it just. It just makes us so glad that we do this show. Yeah. It really, really does. Um, King Pink's Banner says, two legends, absolutely. Uh, and we, as two legends, watch this match, so it's win-win. <laughs> um, and Connor also says, Mags, uh, Barry score. I've got to clip that. No, you don't. Don't clip it. And if you have clipped it, delete that from your phone. <laughs> it will never Aww. happen again.
1: The last one there from Dan Griffin, that tickles me. I'm going to move on from Barry Windham, you fucking liar.
0: <laughs> he, he, he's going to have a wank to that about Barry Windham getting a tent. He's, from you. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to be pitching a tent in bed all night. Oh, dear. <laughs>
1: Shall we move on to something that's maybe uh, not as technically signed?
0: <laughs> I mean, this, it has spots.
1: Um, Are you sure we're
0: talking about the, the evening gown match now?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has spots. I mean, they're on, they're on Patterson's arse, but it has spots. <laughs> <laughs> yes, is- King of the Ring 2000, an evening gown match for the hardcore title between two legends of the sport. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and they've come down to this.
1: Yeah. My word. Jerry Briscoe versus Pat Patterson. Uh, first of all, Hulk Hogan's music plays. That was that was funny. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I like the build up of it though, where Gerald Briscoe had become the champion and, and uh Pat was celebrating him, pour champagne in his eyes, twats him with a champagne glass to steal the belt. It's just a lot of people give this match shit, but mm. at the time this was hilarious stuff. It was two legends, stooging for Vince McMahon. Uh and this was it was just the comedy break in, in wrestling, and they were value for money, were with Briscoe and Patterson. you can't I, I can't shit on it too much. The match was horrific. Let's let's not let's call a spade a spade. This was less a match and more of an em, Vince McMahon laughing at his mates whilst yeah. they absolutely embarrassed themselves. Um, but it was fucking funny, it was yeah. fun. Even the commentary was was just ripping the absolute piss out of him. Um, Jr. couldn't keep the, even keep this uh, straight. Um, it was just it was three minutes of comedy. Uh,
1: there's one line from Jim Ross where uh, we get a few punches thrown uh, halfway through the match, and and those look great by the way. The punches and 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 the kicks thrown looked convincing again, which is a big thing for me. And Jr. responds by saying Briscoe is a safe ball. As if any of that matters. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why I find that so funny, but it just really got me. Um,
0: yeah, the, the, it says something else as, as well about um, Briscoe is a proud uh, uh, American Indian. Yeah, that proud that he's wearing pantyhose and and uh, high shoes. and they both had lipstick on, so they went all in on this yeah. this gimmick. It was good on the good on the the lads. Uh, the match begins
1: though with. Pat Patterson on the microphone, basically trying to convince Joe Briscoe they're good friends. They don't need to do this. Um, they they try and hug it out, and then he just low blows him. And he I thought puts oh.
0: him in the dick. Yes, yeah, <laughs>
1: sneaky bastard.
0: <laughs> and then we've got Lawler saying that he, he looks like uh, Pat looks like uh, Mueller, and he absolutely did. Uh, he did. There's a there's a part where uh, Pat Patterson's uh, pulling things out of his bra. Uh, I think he's it's sweets and he's throwing them into the crowd. It's, yeah. It's amazing. Amazing match.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't understand a couple of the spots, the banana.
0: Yeah. Uh, I didn't get that. And Pat struggles with peeling a banana. Yeah. They it took him a long time. Uh, yeah. I didn't get why he did that. Uh, the the sanitary towel. Oh.
1: That, that was not oh. a good look, was it? I was, <laughs> oh. I'll tell you what. I've seen this before, but when I was watching this back today for the show, that really surprised me. I didn't remember yeah. that at all. I was like, whoa,
0: no, really? And then Pat goes for the stink face. And, oh. and just to show his commitment to this match, he's got silk and knickers on. <laughs> Red silk knickers. Uh but then he gets a punch in the bollocks.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh dear. Um, Crash Holly arrives eventually, and I mean thank talk God. us through the fil- yeah. Thank yeah. <laughs> thank God. Talk us talk us through the finish, Maxie, and and what so, happens here because the trash yeah, cans so, involved, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So we we get Gerald Briscoe. He he does the the bronco buster. Um. Then tries choking Pat with his own wig. <laughs> Crash <laughs> comes in, lobs a bin into the into the uh, into the ring, uh, beats up on on both the guys. He, he then tears off B- Briscoe's dress, and then you get the brilliant line of Gerald Briscoe is wearing pantyhose.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, he then he then um, um, Crash waffles uh, Pat Patterson with the bin, covers him, gets his title. Runs off with the title. Uh, and yeah, thankfully that was the bloody end of the match. Uh We see a little bit of scuffling afterwards uh, between the, uh, the, the two stooges and Jim Ross's right. Have we had enough of this now? Can we have a shot of the outside to go? Ha- um, <laughs> yeah. Just um, hilarious, horrific wrestling, but hilarious, absolutely uh, hilarious.
1: Ratings wise. Then this, where yep. this sort of thing gets a bit tricky for me because as a wrestling match it was terrible yeah but it was entertaining and we do try and say we judge the bell to bell in the wrestling and so on so as a wrestling match to me this is like a two it's it's fucking terrible but two is, i did laugh two is generous i generous. did laugh so entertainment wise i'd probably give it higher but i suppose i've got to give it a, a, a two realistically for the wrestling but more so and again, it serves its purpose because that pay-per-view needed breaking up from what was going on in the tournament and other s- matches that were happening. And this served as the light relief to, to break it up, didn't it?
0: Yeah, the piss break. Yeah,
1: yeah. So what was your to so, Max?
0: Positives are it was short. It was funny. Um, it was short. Crash <laughs> Holly, who... Um, He's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, it, it, a solely Miss Wrestler and really someone who uh, who made the most of, of what literally was given in, in oh. the wrestling business. Um, so I massively appreciate him. Uh, negatives is horrific match in terms of wrestling. <laughs> seeing Pat Patterson's arse, seeing Briscoe wearing pantyhose, seeing Pat Patterson wear a bra, All the lipstick. all I mean, this is coming from me with this on. And I'm saying that them two wearing makeup and lipstick is horrific. But you said it, you hit the nail on the head. It was entertaining. And that's what wrestling should be about. Uh, If this would have gone 15 minutes, I would have been horrifically uh, disappointed. But for a three-minute match, um, I can't complain. So I think this is a five. I think this is high enough to be a five.
1: Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. And finally, we come to, I suppose, another match that's full of blood, isn't it, really? Uh, WrestleMania 19, Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon. Now, and again, we talk about in-ring action, battle to battle and all that sort of stuff. But the story going into this match, I think, is fantastic. And we get a brilliant a typical i say brilliant because it, it is great but it's a typical wwe video package because they are so mm-hmm. good at what they do and we have this video package building up to hogan mcmahon talking about the start of hulkamania all those years ago and then hogan leaving for wcw uh, testifying against vince in the trial of my life as he says on the yeah. video and all this sort of stuff it's it's pretty dramatic stuff, Max, isn't it? Because there's quite yeah. slow music behind it, and it's pretty you know pretty dramatic and intense, thought provoking stuff.
0: Yeah, and you get the uh, images of of McMahon busting Hogan up and and s- signing the the Hogan's name in the contract with his own blood, yeah. things like that. There's a lot of there's a lot of passion in this. For to mm. say it's a match between a very aged wrestler who, who couldn't really go uh, that well at this time. And a non-wrestler, there's a lot of meat on the bone for this, this feud. Um, yeah. And a lo- and it's all based on their real life relationship uh, over the, the, the 20 years that they've known each other in wrestling. Yeah. It's a, mm. a great story storyline.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and then it all comes crashing down, if you pardon the pun, because, when Hogan makes his entrance, we've got shitty dubbed music.
0: Yeah. They've made it at least, it kind of sounds like what it, it's meant to be, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's wank.
1: It is. And you even get Hogan, cause, I mean, it's, it's really tried by uh, Jimi Hendrix, is the theme that Hogan was using at the time. You even still see Hogan doing the whole cut it, down with the edge of my hand bit from the song. But yeah, it's a shame. What is good is the stage setup for this WrestleMania, yeah. the lighting above the ring and the lighting around the arena as well. Um, when McMartin comes out, it's obviously a bit more stripped back. It's a bit more, you know, as you would expect. But with Hogan, with the red and the yellow and the strobe lights going off, I thought it looked spectacular.
0: Yeah. He looked, he looked a star because of it. He looked like the main event because of it. Yeah. Which, I mean, technically, it probably was. A, even though this wasn't the main event match, Hogan was still a massive name um, mm. in mainstream media. So having him back wrestling um, for his second WrestleMania in a row, yeah, it's still a, a huge deal.
1: I, I mean, on that note, then, Magazine, WrestleMania 19, detouring a little bit from the match itself, this is one of my favorite WrestleManias. I, I love this show. I think the opening is okay you got the Cruiserweight contest with Matt Hardy and Rey and, and Mysterio. you got the ropey tag match that turns into a handicap with The Undertaker and um, Nathan Jones, was it? The, the guy who mm-hmm. couldn't actually wrestle, so they pretended to beat him up. And they got a few ropey moments at the beginning. But when you get into, say, maybe the third or fourth match, maybe it's Jericho Michaels, I'm not sure. It's just banger after banger after banger.
0: Yeah, I think the one just before this uh, was Booker and Triple H, mm-hmm. which... Aside from the ending, which was oh, yeah one of the worst booking decisions of all time, that ma- the match itself was 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 a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, th- this all always as well uh, felt like when WrestleMania or this era, not particularly just this WrestleMania, but from from like eighteen onwards, was when WrestleMania became a mega event. I mean, you yeah. had it in the early days of wrestling when, uh, WrestleMania's were the be all end all, uh, huge shows. But then there was the lull in the mid nineties where they ended up doing WrestleMania's in arenas. and and then from WrestleMania 18 onwards, it's, it's the biggest show of the year. It's what yeah. the whole wrestling calendar is built around. And this, this show shows just how big WrestleMania has gotten, um, yeah, it, was, it's, it just looked like a super show. It looked mm-hmm. like the Super Bowl of wrestling. Do you think maybe 19
1: might not get the love it deserves? I mean, you look at the years surrounding it, you've got 17, which is always held up there as one of the greatest, if not the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Uh, you've got 18, when everyone talks about Hogan, Rock, and that's a big, strong memory of that then 20 back in the garden and there's some fantastic matches on that car. The triple threat main event is superb. And then 21 even to conclude this sort of five-year period is, you know, WrestleMania goes Hollywood, those famous, you know, video packages and Cena winning his first world title, Batista winning his first world title and the start of a new era in a way. Does 19 maybe get a little bit overlooked because what surrounds it
0: maybe? Yeah, that's absolutely a great point. Yeah. Uh, I think it, I think it absolutely does. um, You've got as well um, the the lack of the the rock pulling away from the business. Austin, mm-hmm. obviously, out of the business. Um, yeah, I think you're right that that wrestling this WrestleMania is kind of like overshadowed because it had such great WrestleManias at both sides of it. But I think this stands stands uh, stands up to to the quality of those WrestleManias. I think it's a really good. Period for WWE, uh, yeah. this like five, six, yeah, yeah, this five, six, uh, year run of WrestleMania's. I think they're absolute bangers,
1: mm. yeah, yeah, without a Uh, getting back to the match, then Vince McMahon makes his entrance and he is jacked. This guy is yeah, no. sodding huge,
0: yeah. I mean, what is he here? He must be touching 50, he must probably, be more than that. I would say, actually, must be closer to 60. And he, he he looks in better shape than Hogan. Mm. I mean Hogan, Hog was it yesterday or the day before Hogan turned seventy? Jesus, was it?
1: So that's I mean I mean WrestleMania nineteen was in two thousand and three. Yeah, twenty years ago. So twenty years Hogan ago. So Hogan would have been, been fifty. So Marlon, I reckon, must be 56, 57 here.
0: And he looks and, great. Absolutely, he looks, looks incredible.
1: Yeah. Uh, the match begins with McMahon just giving Hogan a slap. <laughs> with
0: the, the old <laughs> slap a right across the chops. And Hogan then
1: gives uh, McMahon a rather clunky, awkward-looking double-leg takedown, which I don't think is a move Hogan would have used a great deal of in the past, but no, this is, is under street fight rules and so on. Oh, something I forgot about, Maxie. Um, If Hogan loses this, he's forced to retire. Yeah. Now, when I pressed play on this i was expecting hogan mcmahon the bloodbath i knew the surprise that was coming up i can remember the certain imagery that we'll get to in a moment i completely forgot that stipulation was added
0: yeah yeah and it, it wasn't i uh, i think didn't hogan get fired anywhere because it's not long after this that he did the um the mr america gimmick yeah. where Stephanie had this new wrestler, sat on scene, uh, the hottest free agent in the business, and it's Hogan under a fucking Real Mysterio-style mask.
1: <laughs> Coming out he, to real America.
0: Which, which he hated. Hogan hated that. Um, and then he ends up leaving the company, and he reveals that he's a little bit of his face, and they use that as the out of, of Hogan leaving the company. But Jesus Christ. See, Hogan that Mr. America a masked gimmick. Masked Hogan.
1: That Mr. America gimmick, I thought was just, comedy-wise, I thought it was good.
0: Well, yeah, I think it was involved in a lot of uh, stuff with, was it Eugene? I think Right. It was, and, and Zach Goward as well, I think he was involved in. Mm. So, yeah, that that's where Hogan was, he still thought he was the, the star. Yeah. Which, I mean, technically, probably, like I said, he probably was. But he wasn't happy being fodder for the likes of comedy matches with Eugene and, and Zach mm. Allen. So he, he ends up leaving and the storyline Peter's out. But yeah, it's a bit sad.
1: Mm. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, both are in the corner and it's a little bit scrappy at this point, punches and elbows and kicks being thrown. But I think, I think we come back to with this. I mean, I'm going to score this relatively highly. I'll, I'll let you know now. But I'm going to score it highly for different reasons to what I scored Wyndham Flair. Because Wyndham Flair to me is is a class, just brilliant wrestling contest. This here, in a lot of places, is just quite clunky and a bit off. But I think when you look at it, you've got a guy, like you said, Max, who's pushing 60, who's not a wrestler. And then you've got a guy who is 50, who is a wrestler, but he's at the end of his well. room. He can barely he can't, he needs another hip and back operation at this point as well. Mm-hmm. So he's struggling to move. And we notice that on, a, on occasional moments when he's struggling to move. And I think there's a time around here as well. It may have been just before where Hogan stops using the leg drop. I mean, he's tagging with edge no. and he stops using the leg drop as finisher because it was affecting his hips and his back so much. Yeah. So the guy's obviously struggling from that aspect as well.
0: This has got no right to be as good as it actually is in my mind. No, it don't like, like I said, you said, you've got an, a non-wrestler and someone who, whose best days of wrestling were decades behind, mm. and also them as a wrestler wasn't particularly uh, notable. It it should not, it should be a stinker, an absolute mm. stinker. But I think they make it work through the storytelling, uh, through the the violence that that happens and. Yeah, and it 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 just it just works because you know yeah. that these two's uh, relationship has been so intertwined over the last twenty years, uh, been best friends and then worst enemies. It 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 just works as a match.
1: Yeah, there we go. Uh, We have, what offensively is a a test of strength, but it's a Greco-Roman knuckle lock, they call it on commentary, don't they? And Mm -hmm. this leads to Hogan starting to hulk up and the crowd start getting into it. But it's cut off quite quickly because McMahon just kicks him in the belly. Which I I think, why didn't Andre do that? Why didn't Zeus do that? Why didn't Savage do that? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Because Vince
0: books the matches, you see. And he Uh... booked himself to to be better than all those wrestlers. <laughs>
1: um, we're on the outside relatively early, and Vince McMahon at this point has been in control pretty much from, from the off, barring the Hogan takedown in a few right hands. But McMahon is is in control of this contest, Max, isn't
0: he? He is. Uh, he's really taken it to the multiple-time world champion, uh, <laughs> arguably the face of wrestling, and, and Vince is certainly holding his own.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: That, that's a sentence that should never happen.
1: No, definitely not. Uh, Vince is working the arm, which again is a very odd sentence to come out with, isn't it? But he's working the arm and the shoulder uh, with, with shots to the shoulder and then certain uh, you know, arm bars and hammerlocks locks and so on before we get the first shortcut or weapon i guess for want of a better phrase well when a chair comes into play and mcmahon swings the chair at hogan who's leaned against the ring post he moves which naturally sends an incredible amount of vibrations down the chair and i suppose electrocutes vince mcmahon by the way he reacted <laughs> <laughs> i
0: think that's best the best way of describing it yeah
1: yeah um, he's then sent into the ring post and then t- um hogan gives him a gives him a chair shot to the head the noise made it sound worse than maybe it looked but it didn't look great even this wasn't an undertaker mcfoley or rock Mick Foley kind of time but at the same time mcmahon's not got his hands up it's just a shot to the top in, of the head and it's not it's square to the to the bean Yeah, it's not comfy viewing is it knowing what we know now
0: no i mean hardly any of the chair shots in this match are Oh, good. I feel mm. so bad for Hugo Savinovich because he takes <gasps> he takes a waffling, an absolute waffling when um Vince Vince uh is a, uh, trying to uh to clock Hogan. Hogan ducks out of the way, um and he gets he just gets absolutely waffled and taken out. It's ridiculous.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, Martin's bleeding by this point, and that, that's when the chair shot to the announcer comes. And the announcer is bleeding at this point. as Basically, everyone's bleeding. <laughs> is. The crowd are bleeding, the cameramen are bleeding, uh, people backstage are bleeding, there's just blood everywhere. It's just <laughs> it goes crazy, Max, doesn't it?
0: It does. Uh, not long after that, Hogan uh takes a chair shot, and then he's bleeding. He's bleeding, um, yeah. <laughs> then uh Vince pulls out a ladder. Oh yeah. Which kind of didn't make sense at the beginning. I mean, it it makes sense afterwards when you see why he pulled out the ladder, but he pulls out the ladder. Then it gets ignored for a a little while and then it gets uh, brought into the match.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, This, this particular spot here, again, it looked a bit clunky. It looked a bit, it didn't look very smooth. It looked a bit off. But we come back to the fact this is a, a a guy who is a multimillionaire doesn't need to be doing any of this shit. No. Against a guy who is well past his prime and struggling for mobility. Vince McMahon drops a Hogan leg drop off the top of a ladder through the announce table.
0: Through the announce table. But before he does it, he does the the Hogan hand to the ear paws as well yep. just to rub salt in the wounds. Vince, for all his faults, he was a fucking good heel. Because that oh. crowd hated him for doing that. Yeah. Absolutely hated him. Um I've got a note here, but before
1: I read it out, I want to say I want to, I want to sort of prefix it with I don't mean this as a criticism, it's just an observation. Uh this is slower than I remember It'd be <laughs> it being. It felt yeah. It's also I'm, longer than I remember. Yeah, it, I don't, I don't, Plodding isn't the right word because I'm, I'm entertained as I'm watching this, but I don't remember it running at this slower pace. And I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It works for this match, but I I thought it went quicker than this and we got to the next spot quicker than, no, fr- yeah. fr- from from moment to moment, we moved quicker is how I remember it.
0: Yeah, uh, and I was the same. But then if you think about it logically, as we've said, you've got a a, a, a guy touching 60 years old who isn't a wrestler and then a 50-odd-year-old guy or a 50-year-old guy who um, was past his prime. So hmm. it makes sense yeah. that it was, it was a slower pace, but I think it's just rose-tinted glasses that makes you uh, remember it at a faster pace, I suppose.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um, here's where we get the lead pipe coming into play. <laughs> nice. And
0: here, here's the best shot of, of the oh. all of the match. And Vince set it up. You can you can so tell that he was going for this shot because he hides on the side of the ring looking for the camera on purpose so he can pop his little head up and have that evil a satanic smile on his face, and it's a, a great visual. It really is a, a good visual of Vince McMahon absolutely covered in blood uh, with a a, a pipe in his hand and um that evil smile. It's just a properly it's, good visual.
1: It's horror movie-esque, isn't it? And mm-hmm. I, I would argue, watching as much WCW as, I, as I've watched, watching as much AEW as I watch, the WWE's production has always been a a cut above other companies around it. I would argue that no other wrestling company would get that as correct as WWE did.
0: No, no perfect, perfect visual. I mean, it was clearly a planned moment in the match, but they absolutely nailed it because the camera work was spot on Vince. uh, The, 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 the visuals were just, it was just really good. Mm. It was really well done.
1: Yeah. Uh, when the pipe is going to be used, Hogan stops this happening with a low blow.
0: Yep. He does in the grapefruits
1: in the grapefruits, um, both a dying, And then some dude gets in the ring in a black gang starts. And I remember watching this live. Um, well, it
0: was like a black Macintosh court. Yeah. And I remember watching this live and
1: when this happened, this was like one of the biggest surprises I can
0: remember from, from, from mm-hmm. watching wrestling in this era. It's, it's Rowdy Roddy Piper. And Rowdy Roddy Piper does not like to unbutton courts. He just no. tears it off via the button. The buttons go flying all over. Yep. Um, and then you get the willy wonty spot of um, Piper hates both these guys' guts. He's had mm. a, a career-long um, feud with Hogan, and him and Vince have always been at each other's throats. So you don't know exactly who he's going to attack. Um, but he does end up... Uh, he's, I think he spits on both people. Yeah. Um, he looks like he's going to uh, clock Vince with the pop but then he absolutely levers Hogan with it. And Hogan's selling of this, of this, uh, shot was brilliant. It was, it was selling like he was having a fit. You could mm. see his arms and his, uh, his legs shaking, uh, which yeah, I think if you'd been clot with a, a metal part, you would have some sort of brain damage and you would, your body would react like that. You go into spasm. So really good selling. But Roddy Parper, Sading we've been through, man. Jesus Christ, what a wanker.
1: Bastard. <laughs> uh, um Vince then gets hold of the pipe and wants to use it, but the referee stands on it and won't let that happen. Yeah. So Vince decides Brian he's Hebner, gonna f- the douchebag. That's it. Vince then decides he's gonna get rid of the referee. But it doesn't quite go according to plan he tries to throw him out the ring and he gets tangled in the ropes a little bit <laughs> and yeah he's not I mean,
0: learned the art of bumping from his dad yet
1: Nah, but at the same time the, again even though that was you know quote unquote a botch as some people may call it that could happen in a real contest yeah, so the, the way McMahon recovered and then disposed of the referee straight afterwards, I think was a good recovery and uh, unbelievable, Max.
0: Yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. Um, it, it adds to the the realism of the match, I suppose. Mm,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, Sylvain Gronier makes his way down, who is McMahon's yeah. own hired... Lucky referee. Goon, yeah. yeah. Um, who screwed Hogan at No Way Out that year, I believe? He did, um, yeah. Which I think was in Canada. And I think it was some kind of Montreal screw job throwback again, because they can't leave that the fuck alone, can they? Let's be honest. And um, <laughs> Hulk Hogan, leg drop by Vince McMahon for the second time, but on this occasion, not through a table, just onto the canvas. Yeah. Sylvain Gronier counts two before Hogan hulks up and the crowd go fucking crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's basic. It's, it's, it's what fans love. <laughs> uh, the Hogan talking up, uh, is always going to be massively popular. And yeah, we've seen him get the absolute shit kicked out of him. He's all moves used against him. Um, uh, people uh turning on him and yeah, he's still, he's still in with a shout. So yeah, the crowd, yeah. uh, a uh, well on the, the, the train for Hulk Hogan. Uh, he
1: launches Gronje out of the ring and he takes a big fly over the top rope for Hogan, making Hogan look, look big and strong. Uh, we get the big boot from Hogan and then three of the Hulk Hogan leg drops to beat Vince McMahon because obviously one doubts with Savage one doubt with Andre, but you need three for McMahon. Well, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And Hogan wins and we get the celebration and so on. And then Shane comes out. I'm assuming trying to do some kind of David Tennant level acting gesture of his face, but not quite pulling it off.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just trying to get the love of his dad in it. Shane, mm. that's he get, he gets involved with, with this, um, because he just wants to impress his dad. Um, but, uh he gets invited into the ring by Hogan and he gets to um look after Vince whilst Hogan smiles away and he's just a job well done.
1: Oh, oh, nice. Indeed, indeed. Um out of ten, Maxie, any final thoughts on that?
0: Um I mean it it this match is what it is. It's um it was never gonna be a, a, a classic uh in terms of uh technical skill but it was a really good story um we got the ending that we want we've got some uh spots that will will go down in in history as, as as really memorable but as a match it's it's very middle of the road uh i think this is another mm-hmm. another five it's it's nothing okay it's nothing um offensive but it's also it's nothing spectacular.
2: Okay. Right.
0: Um
1: for me, I'm going a bit higher than that. But it's 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 weird because Steamboat, sorry, Flair Wyndham was a fantastic wrestling match. And that's why I gave it the mark I did. This to me is a great sports entertainment match and i was fairly sports entertained and if okay. you got street fight rules i think it does kind of take away from the aspect of risk having to be a
0: wrestling match
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, what they do with mm. In yeah. the confines of the street fight rules, that the, they they take a lot of shortcuts. Let's be honest. They use the blood, the table, the chairs, the piper turning up, the referees. There's a lot of shortcuts here to get this match to, to be as entertaining as it is. But the shortcuts all work for me. So yeah, I've yeah. I, I've got seven out of ten for me. Okay. I, I enjoyed fair. it. I, I would go back and watch this again, but as a wrestling contest, there's nowhere near Wyndham Flair but it's a damn sight better than uh, <laughs> the the evening game match isn't it i think um is it is it, is it? <laughs> seriously would you rather watch this or the evening game match back
0: i mean i'd rather watch this match but the evening game match was only 3 minutes long and it yeah that's true it is it's um very digestible
1: mm. yeah that's true uh, okay, then. So there we go. That's our three matches for our special 100th live episode of Chain Wrestling. Um, I suppose we need to know what we're going to be talking about on our 101st live episode of Chain Wrestling. So, mm-hmm. Mr. Mags, where would you like to link to next?
0: So, I want to go a little bit into the future. Um, I mean, you can't go any further back, I suppose, than ye olde fucking wrestling from the territory days, but I want to go Oh, I can't. Trust
1: me, I I, I could find a way (laughs) I know
0: you could I want to go to 2007 Um, the link is going to be Vince McMahon, Um, I want to go to Backlash of that year um, where Vince McMahon becomes the ECW World Heavyweight Champion when he Umaga and Shane McMahon beat Bobby Lashley for the title
1: why okay that i've got certain memories of that Lashley was really popular at that time wasn't he like crazy popular
0: he was and Vince mcmahon absolutely stole all of his thunder he did didn't he what a bastard interesting no wonder he left and did his best work in tna yeah true
1: true um i gave a hint at what i was going to go with earlier on actually when we were discussing matches that we'd like to cover as our Mount Rushmore I think one of the questions was uh, it's a match that I've put up on the poll before and it's lost but my link is Ric Flair it's quite straightforward I'd like to give another go and maybe having a look at Wrestlemania 8 and Ric Flair versus Randy Savage for the WWF title there and photoshopped pictures of Liz with the
0: towels Yes. yes L that's yes. Rick and Liz I never there understood why Randy didn't realise that he was in that picture he must have seen himself in that picture before I don't as much as I love
1: Savage and as much as a great worker as I was he doesn't strike me as massively bright <laughs> you
0: know he, he may have had some of the Colombian marching powder when he was wow. having the four-tongue that is true uh, still a great match uh, and it's got probably the best chance of winning this week now
1: well maybe maybe but I'm intrigued I, I know for a fact as well anything from WWE ECW era is guaranteed at least one vote from Scottish Danny it doesn't matter who's in that match it could be the fucking zombie the vampire dude whatever <laughs> that's what he is voting for because that he loves no. that
0: it'll be two of us then two votes
1: (laughs) so those are your selections for next week's poll uh we will head to 2007 and see a handicap match for the ecw world title bobby lashley defending against vince mcmahon umaga and shane mcmahon Uh, i'll tell you what we've not looked at umaga before either so i think that'll be intriguing that's that's piqued my interest actually
0: what a a waste of the fact yeah. when he died was such a massive waste. I mean, he he could have been world champion. He could have been yeah. a legitimate 100%. world champion. Mm. So good, so
1: good. Or WrestleMania eight and Ric Flair defending the WWF title against Macho Man Randy Savage. The poll will be up later in the week. We will return again on the Monday evening as normal. Uh, this is again, you know, just a little bit of a change because. I go on holiday tomorrow and Chain Wrestling 100, we want to get out of there for you. And the early start has enabled us to go a little bit longer and do a few other things, which is which has been good fun. But there you go. Uh, you'll be able to find the poll on our Twitter account, which is at Chain underscore Wrestling. Maxie, should we dive through the last few bits of the chat from our 100th live show before we get off? And I can
0: probably start thinking about chucking a few T-shirts in a bag maybe for tomorrow. Maybe an idea, yeah. Uh, Dan Griffin says, he's. I'm going to move on from Barry Winden, meaning you, you fucking liar. Yeah, because he mentioned <laughs> him about 15 times afterwards. Uh, he also says, uh, the, this is the most time someone's tugged over a 10 since Sean Spears' last uh, <laughs> thought about his NXT run. Oh, dear. Um, in terms of the lead pipe, uh, King Pig Butter says uh lead pipe in the pantry with Colonel Mustard, yeah, pretty much. Uh and talking about uh marga, such a loss, yeah, it is absolutely yeah. such a loss. So we'll talk about that if you pick a uh and Shane and Vince beating up Bobby Lashley. Uh, mm-hmm. and then one just coming through, uh Sharon, yay! Happy one hundred. I don't know if the yay is because it's finally over or the fact that we've got one hundred. <laughs> but we massively appreciate you, Sharon, as well for everything that you do for the show.
1: Yeah, well, that was what I wanted to get on to now before we uh, before we depart. Actually, a um, hundred live episodes. It's as we've said, it's a milestone. It's spectacular. Maggie and I are so proud that we, we've made it this far, and so proud that i think we're going from strength to strength magazine i think we're doing better now than we were back in the day and uh, you know the next 100 people say here's the next 100 all the time and i i love reading that and the fact that people seem committed to us um but i also want to say a massive thank you and these thank yous go out to so many people but first of all the thank you goes out to my good lady sharon for all the support and help that she's given uh chain wrestling and me personally, with regards to the podcasting, the network and all that, all that sort of stuff. I'm um, coming on to be quiz master. When we talk our fucking nonsense on occasions, um tolerating my bullshit when I'm up late doing research or whatever it may well be. uh We wouldn't have got to a hundred episodes if it weren't for Sharon, Sharon's help on my end. I'll tell you that. I right, point blank. Um I want to say a huge, huge, thank you to you yourself magazine as that, you know, fantastic, brilliant clever intro video that was on the show earlier on if you joined us late go back to the beginning of the video and watch the intro it's superb whoever made that is a fucking genius uh, it does say on there that this started with a, just an idea in gloucester but a podcasting legend was on board and that is the case i pitched he, this he
0: backed out and uh i took it up
1: <laughs> this show again i say all the time it wouldn't survive without the cwf it wouldn't survive without you and you know it is the way it is you know so thank you so much for the last 100 live episodes 131 episodes in general it's been a blast i can't wait for 101 and lastly i want to say thank you so so much to absolutely everybody who has ever retweeted a tweet commented on facebook WhatsApp the show, emailed the show. Um, I'll be honest, if you have emailed the show, I've not checked that for months, so I apologise.
0: You could have loads and loads of comments (laughs) and you've not. The show could easily be three hours a week if you'd have checked those emails. Maybe, maybe.
1: Um, Everyone who joins us live, everyone who listens to the audio version, I've had an absolute blast these last 100 live episodes, despite having certain occasions Mm -hmm. where... I've not felt like doing it, but you guys have picked me up when the little red lights come on and we have started going and you guys have have cheered me up and got me through some bad times. Um, Hearing people say that Chain Wrestling and Chain Wrestling Live has got them through the pandemic when things were tough then. uh, Various people have messaged openly on Twitter or privately messaged the show and said that it's got them through hard times when they were struggling with their own mental health or struggling with aspects of their own life and thanking us for giving them entertainment and something to look forward to. Um, first of all, it's brilliant that we can have any kind of positive effect on anyone's life. But secondly, thank you so much for reaching out and letting us know. But lastly, thank you so much for joining us because again, th- this show wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you and your support and tuning in and sharing and all that great stuff. And You know whenever i i read a tweet and somebody's got a picture of themselves in a chain wrestling t-shirt or somebody's got a picture of themselves watching the match that we're covering that monday honestly i'm grinning from ear to ear like an absolute fool because it genuinely means so much that this silly little idea that we had has developed into this and our own little community our own little family so i want to thank everybody involved everybody who's ever been part of the show in the chat tweeting whatever i love you all and the cwf are just fucking diamonds from top to bottom mm-hmm.
0: yeah and I, I couldn't have said i'll said much better myself uh obviously uh in in terms of my uh, better half yeah without lorraine supporting me it'd be exactly the same um that uh i wouldn't be um in a position where I'd be in, in podcasting. This show wouldn't have gone the the way it's gone um, in terms of you guys in, in the chat. And as I said, anyone who's ever uh, messaged or retweeted or even gotten in, uh, involved in any of the, the non-wrestling topics, um, you guys are absolutely amazing people who've contributed to episodes, um, the likes of uh, Kings, Pigs, Brothers and, and uh, all the people who, uh, who, who, basically took my place when uh, when I was absolutely uh going going crazy you guys um I can never thank you enough for uh for um sitting in in, in my seat and and keeping the show going whilst I was away um yeah and just it's it's heartwarming how much you guys um support us it really really is uh, with you sir um from day one i knew that we would have a uh, good chemistry from the 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 minute i called you Sam and Preston i knew that we were <laughs> going to be uh, really good friends and i'm so glad that i've been on this journey with you um and long mate continue um we have such good fun doing these shows uh, yeah. and it's yeah. one of the 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 major reasons that i was was able to far to my way out from such a dark, dark place. Um, so yeah, you guys are just amazing. Absolutely amazing. And, and the last thing is thanks for just letting us be fucking idiots. <laughs> there, yeah, totally. there's not, there's not many, uh, people who get to enjoy doing something like this, talking absolute trap about, uh, a very niche, um, uh, piece of entertainment looking and talking like absolute pillocks and getting the support that that we do. Yeah, we are blessed and it's all down to, as we've said from show one to show a hundred, this isn't our show. This is your show and you are the biggest part of it. And we can never thank you enough for that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Ah, So there we go. Magsy, where can people find you? online
0: uh well you can find me on uh, twitter at podfather mags although i don't use it very much but mainly you can find me on tiktok at podfarmer mags where i have daily uh, news and videos about my gorgeous gorgeous chickens
1: there we go there we go anything i'm involved in is available Mm. via the network that carries this show so that's at sjp world media for that on facebook and twitter and also youtube twitch um, and all that great stuff make sure you're following us everywhere uh you know hit the like subscribe button and so on important we get the subscribers up because it's not just this show that's live anymore we have it live content that comes from benny mac as well we have gaming content that comes from benny mac we have the volley now as well, which is going to be coming out at least once a week looking at football. And it's been a, so much fun in the chat for those shows as well. Make sure you get involved in that. Even if you're not into your football, it's a good crack. You know, evening mm-hmm. games, have a couple of beers, chill out, chat to some people online. If you've if you haven't got anything better to do with your evening and, you know, discuss, you know, what type of pie you like. Seemed to be a big theme last time. Uh, the podcast version as well of this show is carried by SJP Wall Media, as is numerous other podcasts that come out on a weekly basis, looking at different TV shows like Murder in Mind, Doctor Who, Quantum Leap, and so on. Uh, some of them are a bit stop-start, some of them are on you know, a hiatus because people's work gets in the way, but real life does tend to get in the way. Shows are out on all the time via SJP World Media. Those make sure you're subscribing on whatever podcast, player, platform or provider you have. So you get notifications of when all these shows and episodes drop. This coming week or so is going to be a little bit up in the air because like I said, I'm on holiday. So Nitro Nights isn't back for another week. Uh, the Doctor Who pod is recorded. i got to try and find a way of making sure I can get that edited night like, this week as well. That might be a bit late. And the audio version of this. But... We still have In the Corner with Benny Mac. We still have In the Corner with Tyler Peters now doing his own solo show on a Friday looking at AEW and NXT from the aspect of the In the Corner brand. We have so much going on. It's absolutely insane. You know, the Volley podcast version recapping the weekend's action as well. So make sure you are following all of that at SJP World Media, pretty much bloody everywhere. But most importantly, you can find and follow this show itself. That's at Chain underscore Wrestling on Facebook and Twitter. And on Twitter is where you'll find our non-wrestling topics to get involved in and our polls to vote what we talk about week to week. Magsy, I once again have had a fucking blast. I'm off now to pack my stuff to go on my holly bobs and throw away this glass of Pepsi Max and orange because it's fucking rank. I'll see you next week, my friend.
0: And I'm off to wash off this paint, face paint because I was the only one who'd give a shit. Goodbye, folks.